Want to advertise your business in a cost-effective way? It's time to give podcast advertising a try. Research shows a high rate of podcast listeners made a purchase as a result of an ad they heard on a podcast. Visit podbean.com slash brands to launch a cost-effective podcast advertising campaign in minutes. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands. Why is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. This is your AEW Dynamite Post Show for January 13th, 2022. I'm your host, JD, from New York, and this is the OTS Venue. I'm joined by my very good friend, as always, on Wednesday nights, a fellow AEW paid shill, Jesse. What's going on, man? How's that Tony Khan paycheck working out for you, bro? All good, bro. Yeah, bro. I just had the Mercedes waxed and cleaned today. Shit, man. You know? I bought I bought myself uh two new brand new Mustang convertibles, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I had to hired help um clean the uh the new bins and everything else. You oh, know, nice, the, nice. those paychecks keep rolling in, bro. It's hard to not spend that money. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Uh listen, I may be looking at a, a nice uh six bedroom, four bathroom mansion down in Key West, bro. You wanna join me? Yeah, so what you trying to spin light today? Huh? Yeah, you know? yeah, man. Listen, man, that's only uh, that's only uh, well one one hundredth of what I'm being paid by him. That, yeah. That's what I mean, man. I mean, we, we gotta show the company, bro. What I mean, we say uh, makes this company grow. I mean, listen, man. I may I may find a new place off the uh, mountaintops in Greece, man, overlooking the fucking ocean. You want to join me that too? Yeah, don't forget me, bro. Let me know. All right, cool. Listen, man, I, I'm all about that sunset, man. I love a good sunset. Anyway, let me know. Enough of the uh, joking around. We got uh, a very good show tonight. It wasn't a match-heavy show. It wasn't a... Well, actually, I guess in quantity it was a match-heavy show, but it wasn't It wasn't a show that really gave you that blow-away uh, 20-minute classic that AEW usually does once per week. But, Jesse, it was more about story than anything tonight. And they really forwarded some stories. We got some returns we got Wardlow and CM Punk, primarily what I want to talk about today. Also, there was news on Wardlow that broke the uh, the great account, one of my favorite accounts on Twitter, WrestleVotes. Uh, Wardlow, Jesse, what did you think of the outcome tonight? I know you and I have discussed that CM Punk is undefeated in AEW, and the only one that should be defeating CM Punk is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, Wardlow is a cog in this storyline. He will become a primary part, an integral part of the storyline down the line. But the outcome was quite quite clear tonight going into Dynamite. And 
Uh, CM Punk definitely had to win this match, but a lot of people were upset about the ending. How did you look at the ending from your point of view? Yeah, I think the 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 ending was like 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 I sent you in the text. Like I would have preferred some form of a DQ. You know, um, the the one thing I did want to protect is uh, Wardlow's integrity in the ring. Um, but the ending that we got does not compromise that at all. Um, if you want to factor in Wardlow's ring experience versus Punk's, um, the ending was just fine. It's just that the the fruit roll up has been done to nauseam. Um, and 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 other companies, and I can see why it's being shit on. Well, 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 know, well here, listen, here listen. It wasn't it wasn't a fruit roll up, bro. It was a small package. There's a difference between a uh, a fucking roll up and a small package. Same fucking thing, bro. Right, listen, I I, look, I, I get look, what you're saying, but look, who's taking a Tony Khan paychecks now? Listen, I'm just I'm just pointing out Same. the obvious, man. Fucking semantics, bro. The point is. Warlow uh, was needed to be kept. Hey, you're strong, lucky I don't man. dump you, bro. Okay, don't let me get Thunder Rose on the fucking phone, bro. Don't be jealous because my channel is outgrowing yours in a matter of two weeks. Bro. <laughs> yeah, right. Two okay. Weeks. All right. Listen, listen. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, you want you want you want me to put in your resume for Sean Ross App and Fightful to you, fucking geek. No. Bro, guys no, get a no, big what, head no, what did I do? No, no, no. Don't do that. No, no. Sorry, All sorry. Right. Well, sorry. Listen, man. If you're on there, then she'll definitely know where to find you. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, then then I'll be getting a paycheck for sure. Not from AEW. No, no, I get I get what you're saying. Yes, it, it's it, the semantics is the same. Yes, but I, I mean uh, a DQ. You know that would have been even more obvious, bro. That would have been that would have been the easy way out for Tony Khan. How many times do we see a roll up or a small package on AEW television? People are complaining. Well, well, let me see JD and Jesse complain about this one. If it happened on WWE, it would be the talk of the town. But the thing is, bro. They don't do it often, so I don't mind this yeah. ending because we don't see fucking six roll-up endings uh, a yeah. week in AEW. Yeah, yeah, no. It, they they definitely uh, got us accustomed to the theory of we hate those endings now because they were done a nauseam over in, in WWE. Um, personally, I still would have booked it in some form of a DQ. And I know they want to keep Punk's record clean, so it would have had to have been a DQ in Punk's favor. But I get where they're going with the ending. So I'm not ready to shit on it because it's still telling the overall story. He has to go through Wardlow. He, you know, did. He has to go through Spears next week. I have faith that he will. And like you said, it finishes the overall story of MJF wants to be the first to beat Punk. And that that needs to be fact within itself. He, he needs to be the first to beat Punk. Yeah, uh, no, I, I agree with that. Um, and that should definitely be the, uh, the vision here uh, of Tony Khan in this storyline. Uh, with the way MJF acted tonight, it, it almost seemed, and I told you this via text, it almost seemed like he didn't want Wardlow to beat CM Punk. It was more uh, a Maxwell Jacob Friedman uh, out there. Uh, it was more of him wanting Wardlow to demolish Punk to kind of uh, set him up for MJF so that MJF could beat Punk a little bit more easier and then claim to everybody that he was the first one to beat CM Punk and that it was all him and kind of kind of write off Wardlow's work in this match. Did you get that feeling as to as to what MJF was doing out there and that was uh, what he was kind of doing out there with uh, this match? Well, yeah. I mean, clearly, Wardlow had him beat. Yeah. He had him, he had him beat so damn bad. Shivani, Shivani lost count of the fucking power bombs, it seemed, man. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I mean, easily, if he wanted Punk to lose, he just could have just let Wardlow finish him. But he kept getting in the way. And MJF is not, a, you know, a stupid guy. He's a smart man. He knows what he wants. So it does feel like a little manipulation. He's trying to stop Wardlow from getting the shine from being the first to be Punk. Yeah. Um, Wardlow was actually the talk of the internet for a little bit this afternoon. And I know uh, you caught wind of the story as well, Jesse. WrestleVotes tweeted out something very interesting right before the biggest match of Wardlow's career tonight against CM Punk, which he did very well in. You know, Wardlow, oh, I'm a, we're, we're big fans of Wardlow here. Yeah. Um, WrestleVotes is reporting that WWE apparently has their eye on Wardlow and that they are extremely interested in signing him when his AEW contract expires. Now, uh, it might have been the night before or uh, 48 hours ago. I believe it was on PW Insider. Wardlow actually uh, was quoted saying that he wants to be a pillar in AEW and he wants his body of work to primarily be in AEW. And it was uh, AEW lifer was in the statement. And he and he pretty much stated that he wants to remain with AEW for the majority of his career. Now, obviously, things do change and uh, feelings change over time. Money obviously plays a big factor into that. So with WrestleVotes, they tweeted out today with his biggest match to date happening later tonight against CM Punk. I can confirm without hesitation. And if they're saying that they're, they're, they're probably uh, 100% accurate in their report. The WWE will be extremely interested in luring Wardlow away from AEW when his contract is due. There are several people within World Wrestling Entertainment that love his potential, end quote. Um, this is not surprising to me. They, they, they said the same thing about uh, MJF. Fox is uh, very high on MJF, and WWE has their eye on MJF as well, which should be uh, a surprise to nobody. Uh, Wardlow said this. This is the exact quote. I didn't think I had it. But I do have it in my notes here. He says, yeah, I talked about this last night, actually. In 10 or 20 years, I'm going to be so excited and proud to look back and say that I was one of the AEW originals. And that means so much to me because my career started. Obviously, I did some indies, but the world didn't know me. As far as the world knows me right now uh, with AEW, it's going to end with AEW. And I look forward to accomplishing and growing as much as humanly possible and reach the stars throughout the next 10 years. AEW made my lifelong wildest dreams come true. Tony Khan gave me that. Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega gave me that. The way people are treated there, the schedule, I'm so beyond blessed. And I don't think there's any convincing me that the grass is greener on the other side. Very, very happy with AEW and the way I'm treated and just how the whole company is ran head to toe, end quote. Now, I, I get where people are coming from, Jesse. I know you and I are pretty much in the same boat here. If WWE actually lured Wardlow uh, away from AEW, uh, it would be not very surprising to see Wardlow end up with, uh, with Vince McMahon over in WWE. The thing is, uh, he could say this now, and then obviously they offer him a boatload of money that Tony Khan can't. I don't, I don't want to say can't. Tony Khan can match any offer. I, I should say, let me rephrase that, uh, an offer that Tony Khan refuses to match. Uh, but I don't think it would really come down to that. But money does talk and money does go a long way, especially with WWE. If they want something, they usually buy their way to it or buy their way out of a problem with money. But with Wardlow, if he was to go to WWE, he's the type of guy that they want. He's the type of guy that they love to have on their television program. And in three or four years, when I don't know when his contract is up, he's going to obviously be a better pro wrestler than he is now. He would lend uh, more to WWE in that sense. 
Uh, I, I I would not be surprised to see this happen. And if he went over there, I, I honestly think he would actually be successful. And it, it, it doesn't really, you know, I don't want to make it seem like I hate everything WWE does. If Wardlow went over there, Jesse, I honestly think he would have a great career. I do. I, uh, I don't know about great career. But I'm I'm in agreement with you though. It's in, I think it's in his best interest to go to WWE um, right now. He's he his name is now out there because of the, his first three years here. Uh, I'm unaware of his contract situation. I don't know if he re-signed since his since the start or if he's coming up soon. Nobody's reported on that yeah. yet that, that I've seen. But he's in his early 30s. Um, I think he can go to WWE right now at a time where they are hurting for top end talent. They are looking for big guys to put in the ring against Roman and and, and bluster their, their their main event card. Um, Wardlow can do that. WWE is in need and they have deep pockets. I think Wardlow can go over there and break the bank. I think he can go over there and make a bigger name for himself. I think he would make his career though. When he comes back to AEW after doing three years in WWE, um, I think he'll get up there to the main event of WrestleMania scene before the end of that run. And that alone will make him a bigger name and he can get more money when he comes back to AEW. And then he'll be used a little bit more. Here's my concern about Wardlow right now. I think he'll get lost in the shuffle. In I think a- he'll in get a- lost a- in the a- shuffle. In AEW. In, a- in AEW, yes. I think he'll get lost in the shuffle at AEW. I think he'll rise to the top of the card in WWE right now. Uh, you know, it's tough to say, man, if he's going to get lost in the shuffle. You know, he's obviously the best big man they have, in my opinion. Uh, you know, you got your Archers, you got your your Will Hobbs. You know, I think he's the more over, the most over big man that they got. Typically, they don't, they don't really push guys like Wardlow. Um, they're going to have to have at least one or two guys like that on the roster to really uh, make it diverse as far as styles. You don't want to have you don't want you you don't want to not have a guy like Wardlow and what he can do because he's not really a prototypical. But he's not like an Omos. Well, let's be right. real. You know, you know, he's he 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 going to WWE would give him the full package though. Yeah. Um, minus one thing, his his promo abilities, and I do think he'll get lost in the shuffle here just because. There are so many top tier guys bumping and nodding their way to the top of the AEW card, and Wardlow just falls so low on that totem pole, not making him any worse. I mean, he's he's still as great as he is, but if I'm going to put him next to a Danielson, yeah. a Punk, a Cole, Omega, you know, Black, um, Miro, I mean, I can go on and on and on, and all of these guys are a little bit hotter right now than Wardlow. Not only that, they're still in the midst of breaking them away from MJF. Um, it could the break could not go well, and the babyface run could fail yeah. easily. It could be yeah. another Brian Cage situation. Yeah, I mean, but I think going to I think going to WWE right now while they're hurting and and would love to be able to say we nabbed uh, a top talent from AEW and brought them over here. I think they would treat him well for a little while. I think they will severely botch his creative. Don't get me wrong. But even with that being said, I think he'll still benefit from the, the from the exposure and and everything else that comes with the machine of WWE. Then he can come back to AEW and take that with him. Listen, I 
Uh, we're in no no condition here to to doubt what he said here. If he if he's appreciative and and, and grateful to Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes and the Bucks and Omega for giving him this opportunity, I, I want to believe him. And at this point, I do believe him. But 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 people's feelings change, and I, and I want to use an example. You know, everybody knows I'm an Atlanta Braves fan. Everybody knows that I love my Braves. And one instance through all of the heartbreak that I have endured being an Atlanta Braves fan up until this year when they won the World Series. Does anybody remember Tom Glavin? Tom Glavin was a pillar in the Atlanta Braves' historic, just Hall of Fame pitching rotation. You got your Greg Maddox, you got your John Smoltz, you got your Denny Nagels, you got your uh, your, your Tom Glavins. That was the 1996 rotation. It, it came down to it, Jesse, where you know you would never think somebody like that would leave the Atlanta Braves, after after pouring so much of his heart and soul and being a, a pillar of that of that team, he ended up going to the New York Mets of all teams. He went to the New York Mets to pitch in Shea Stadium. So yeah. you know how how much how 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 much is that loyalty really worth at the end of the day? I don't want to I don't want to doubt Wardlow, but he's he's at a point right now where he's saying these things. He's happy. And what we have already discussed here, it seems like I think we're both in agreement. It's not going to be monetarily why he leaves. It's going to be because of the opportunities that may not be given there. And he may actually go over to the other side and get bigger opportunities than he would have gotten in AEW. Yeah, no, it look, he's he's I, I, I think he'll be better off over there. I'm looking at like someone in the chat said. Warlow is already exposed. Silent one says Warlow's already exposed in the best way possible. Clearly, people don't understand the machine that is WWE. Yeah, you know, for for the most of the, for the most of the stuff that we shit on them for. I mean, taking Warlow across, you know, to the UK, taking you know Warlow over to the uh, to Saudi Arabia and to Australia and putting them on these. I mean, look, WWE is a worldwide juggernaut. AEW is building to get there, and they will get there at some point. But this is exposure that Wardlow could really use to just to further his career. Um, it's not to say that he's going to fail in in AEW. He he might he might be the exception to the rule, but for right now, it is a packed field. That's not even a secret. Everybody knows how it's a packed field in in AEW right now, and Wardlow as a name does not rise to the top when you look at all the other names involved in AEW right now. Yep. So it, it wouldn't be a knock on him. I mean, it, it, it couldn't hurt him. It couldn't hurt him. But staying and and not getting over as a baby face or getting lost in the shuffle is a very high probability for him. You know, WWE had every opportunity to sign Wardlow before he signed with AEW. I wonder why they didn't do that then. Now they want to do it uh, when Wardlow is uh, just catching on and, uh, you know, starting to slowly break away from MGF. Why didn't they sign him, you know, back in uh, back in time when he was on the indies, you know? That was uh, they, that was WWE's yeah. mo. Is a failed. They they failed to scout his, his his talent. They failed to see how good he was, and Tony Khan found it and brought it out. And now they want to capitalize on it, which is, I mean, look, yeah, but they're not competition though. They're, they're not competition, no. no. But I mean, which is fine. Good for good for guys like yeah. Wardlow who can who can capitalize on things like this. You know, it's not the worst decision in the world to go to WWE or stay. I mean, look at Kevin Owens. You know, AJ Styles, these are huge names that have decided to stay, you know, and you can't blame them, man. They're, I mean, they're at the they're at the top of the card. So WWE needs them in some sense and fashion or another. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, this was uh, this was a nice little story for today to get people talking. I think he would be uh, immensely successful in in WWE. Um, you know, I don't. I guess immensely successful is the wrong word to use because nobody's immensely successful with Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon running the show. He would be. He would be a asset to them. Uh, absolutely. Um, and it, it really. It really makes me wonder how many talents out there are, are looking at WWE and have seen what is going on and and. How much of that is gonna is gonna really weigh on their decisions to even go over there when that contract is up? If you're on the indies and you're choosing between an AEW and a WWE, how much of what WWE has done in the last two years have, has really weighed on people's decisions not to go there? Uh, it's got to be it's got to be yeah. more more towards yeah, yeah, I'm not going there because of what happened, right, Jesse? Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, I can completely understand that, you know. But don't forget, I think it was about. What about four years ago now, we heard Jericho say that he would never wrestle for another promotion in North America other than Vince. Yeah. I mean, so people change their minds. Yeah, they do. But we'll see what happens with that, guys. The developing situation. Again, we don't know when Warlow's contract is up. Uh, let's enjoy what he's doing right now. He's doing some great things with MJF. The whole CM Punk storyline is really starting to heat up. And that match between MJF and CM Punk is definitely going to be uh, quite telling for Mr. Wardlow when it does happen. Uh, other news coming out of AEW. Tony Schiavone extends his contract with AEW. Uh, he has signed an extension to keep him in AEW until 2024. So good for Tony Schiavone, even though he has me blocked for no reason. I, I, it must have been because I did a big show uh, back in the day when Paul White signed on. I guess he didn't find that to be uh, too uh, too entertaining or humorous. So uh, I apologize, Tony Schiavone, but uh, we're happy that you're with AEW. He does a great job. He works his ass off every week. And Jesse, listen to this story, man, before we get into the uh, actual review. Uh, how do you feel possibly about seeing the New Age Outlaws on AEW television? They now are trying to trademark New Age Outlaws and Mr. D-O-double-G. Oh, you didn't know is already putting feelers out there, bro. How, how would you like to see Billy and Dog back together on AEW television? <laughs> And the funny part is, <laughs> the funny part is, I don't know how WWE hasn't had New Age Outlaws trademarks. Is what I want to know. Well, I mean, why keep it? What the fuck they gonna do with it? I don't know. You know, uh, you know they, they're Triple H's boys. Get rid of it. Yeah, well, there, there you go. Yeah. But the, the funniest part is that I mean, <laughs> Billy Gunn is kind of over right now. Is I he? mean, the guy's like twenty four and old with his kids, man. I mean, he's doing well in the role they got him in right now. So bring it in, Road Dog. Probably bring him down, at least on an on-screen persona. I would love to see Road Dog in the back working with the young, younger talent. But I just texted you early tonight. I mean, I, I love the Hardy Boys, but come on, man. You know that's happening. We have too Bro. many premier tag teams in this in this company Bro. to you, be trying to feature the Hardy Boys. You know the Hardy Boys are going to have one more run at the tag team titles, man. The AW tag team titles are the only tag team titles they've never held. You know it's going to be a thing. Yeah, you know like that football game where like the one kid who's never gotten a touchdown and you just give him the ball and everybody gets out of the way. Yeah. It kind of feels like that. Is it really a title run? They just give it to you just to say you had it. I don't know, man. Or were you the or were you the best at that time? Well, I, yeah, to be fair, who knows what type of Hardys we're gonna get. We could get the Hardy Boys, we could get Team Extreme, we could get uh the fucking broken Hardys. We don't know wh- which version of the Hardys we're gonna get. So, uh, you know, Jeff is coming in, so that's a foregone conclusion. But uh, as for Road Dog, Road Dog uh, did say on Twitter last week that he will be taking bookings for appearances and seminars 
and this may ease everybody's mind, he says he won't be wrestling again. Yeah, because uh, Road Dog is genuine and honest in what he says, right? He could say he won't be wrestling today, and then he'll be in a fucking ring tomorrow. So, I mean, we don't really believe when a pro wrestler says he's not wrestling again. So, did he have a heart attack? Did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I believe him. Yeah, not wrestling anymore. Yeah, that could be true. I could be true. But I guess I guess they may they may try and copyright the uh, New Age Outlaws for uh, uh, you know merchandising reasons and you know uh, slapping that logo on shirts and hats and socks and whatever the fuck the lunch boxes. It might be uh, a way just to uh, promos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I would not take uh, that to be a serious thing. I, I think that would be uh, quite laughable, to be quite honest with you. Nobody wants to see that, and I think they both know that. Uh, Jesse, we're going to get into the review in just a little bit. Guys, I, I want to thank you so much for spending your Wednesday nights with us here, man. We got 2,000, 2,100 to be exact, in the venue. Uh, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Down below, man. We got 577 likes. There should be at least a thousand likes minimum on the live stream chat. I mean, we're two AEW paid shills. I mean, how could you not like that? Anyway, guys, also get those super chats in. We're gonna hang out at the end of the show and go over all your super chats. You let us know what you think of the Wardlow situation. You guys let us know what you think of tonight's dynamite and what is going on in your heads about tonight's show. Also hit that join button. Become VIPs in the OTS venue. We already got a new member in the venue tonight. And I want to shout out Ace's Adventures for re-upping for five months. I want to also shout out MGM Ballin' for re-upping for three months as well in the venue. Thank you guys very, very much for all of your commitments to Off The Script. Follow us on social media at JD from NY206. And you see Jesse's at on the screen right there in the layout. You guys can follow him on Twitter as well. Jesse, you got a YouTube channel. Plug that shit, man. Yes, yes. Please do join me as we casually just dive into watching some AEW Dark. So if you'd like to watch Dark, and if you notice, nobody else in in IWC really covers Dark. No? Come on over. Grab a drink, hang out for an hour or so, we'll shoot the shit and check out what AEW is trying to bring through the ranks onto TV. All right, Jesse, put that in the chat. I'll pin it at the top of the comment section for everybody to go and follow Jesse's uh, YouTube channel. So make sure you guys go and do that as well. Also, go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel, man. We got a lot of content there. So make sure you guys go and check all that stuff out. It is on the homepage right now if you guys want more off the scripts go get your t-shirts bonfire is the exclusive home of off the scripts go get your new designs with more designs coming in the coming weeks i appreciate you guys and everybody that has bought t-shirts and a quick plug man friday night there will be no smackdown post show so i will not be live on friday i will be in queens new york city nyc arena and i will be doing play-by-play with the Monster. We are covering House of Glory, Who Runs the World, or I think it's Girls Run the World or something like that. I don't even know the name of the fucking show, but all I know is we're going to be crowning a new Hog Women's Champion, and the field of eight is very, very competitive. So make sure you guys uh, tune into that. You can order it on Fight TV. So if you guys want to hear Jason and myself on the call... 
Fight TV is where we will be. Hopefully, we don't have any more fucking blackouts from Fight TV. That would be uh, fantastic if we have a show that goes off without a problem. So thank you guys very much for all of that. And we are now going to get into the AEW Dynamite post show. And we're going to start off at the top. We started off with Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. It is a new era in AEW, which I am very excited about. So they walked out to the stage to Adam Cole's music because it's one of the best themes in all of pro wrestling. So he was there with his boys. Cole is in the ring, and he reminded everybody that he hasn't been pinned or submitted since he arrived in AEW. Uh, Jesse, do you want to tell everybody who's at the top of the card? Or actually, he will be at the top of the card, but at the top of the rankings in AEW right now. That is one Adam Kobe Bay. Bay Bay is number one. Bay Bay. So we don't know when he's going to be getting a world championship match. It could be fairly soon. But he reminded everybody that he's undefeated. He said, on top of that, the boys are back together. He said, Fish and O'Reilly are the greatest team on God's green. He says, it's a new era in AEW. This was obviously a... uh, Nice reference to the undisputed era in NXT. Matt, Nick, Young Bucks, they walked out with Brandon Cutler and asked what was going on. Matt said he kicked COVID's ass in two days. And then he thanked them sarcastically for the invite to this segment tonight. As they walked to the ring, O'Reilly said, with all love and respect, nobody invited them to interfere in their match with the Super Friends. Uh, I don't know if he actually was being sarcastic there. I'm, you know, knowing O'Reilly, he was probably sarcastic. Some people actually thought he made a, uh, a fuck up there. Instead of calling them the best friends, he said the super friends. I think it was all sarcastic, so nothing to yeah. worry about there. Uh, he says, my bad. My bad. We'll play nice. Jackson said that this is their company and that they are the longest reigning AEW Tag Team Champions in company history. Uh, remember that? He said their New Year's resolution is to get their belts back. O'Reilly said that's their resolution to fish. Said there isn't a single team on the planet who are going to stand between them and the tag team titles, and that includes you and you. And they both pointed to Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. And Cole said that this is what they needed, some friendly competition. He said it's what makes them the greatest faction in AEW history. He said the best friends are an absolute joke of a fashion. The best friends were apparently standing by in the back. They heard their names called. They come out to their music, and they walk down the aisle. Orange Cassidy was there with Chuck Taylor, Wheeler Yuta, Trent Beretta, and Chris Statlander was there as well. So they're all in the ring, and Adam Cole is yelling, cut that stupid music. He asked Orange Cassidy what he could possibly have to say that is of any importance. He didn't say anything, and he speared Adam Cole down to the mat. A big brawl broke out. Cole gave Cassidy a low blow. Statlander ran in and got in Cole's face. Out comes Britt Baker. And she ran out. And this was, uh, I believe, just the first time that uh, DMD and Bay Bay shared a ring together in AEW, right? On screen, I believe on, so, yeah. On screen, yeah. They shared the ring together for the first time tonight in AEW. She knocked down Statlander. Fans were yelling DMD. She held up Cassidy for Cole to super kick him. Cole then hit the boom. On Orange Cassidy, Bucks Cole, O'Reilly Fish, and Baker all stood together in the ring. And obviously, this feud is not over. They teased in this segment. We got a nice tease, which you could inject that shit right into my fucking veins, man. Like uh, like a goddamn uh, jab. 
Make sure you guys get excited about this because it is going to be fucking phenomenal when it happens. Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks, man, take my money. Take my money. Yeah, that's going to be good. Cole versus Omega, you know it's going to happen. Take my money. Uh, there's going to be a trios match somewhere with these three guys versus the Elite. Take my money. I mean, this is shaping up to be the biggest feud in all of AEW for 2022. I'm fucking pumped about it. But the thing is, Jesse, I mentioned this on Twitter. We got all of this happening with the best friends. It seems to be five on four right now. You got the Bucks. You got the uh, quote-unquote undisputed era here teaming up. But you only got four best friends. You got Orange Cassidy. You got uh, Chucky T, Trent Beretta, and Wheeler Yuta, man. Uh, they're down a man. So how about this? Is it possible we see Johnny Gargano join the fold here in Cleveland at Beach Break, make it a five-on-five, five, and we get a blood and guts match between these two teams? Bro, what do you think? <laughs> I wasn't. Let's see it. You know, it, 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 it does. I, I can promise sense. you I'm not on TK's payroll, man. No, 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 not at all. You know, someone was in my DMs with this idea earlier tonight, and I completely agree with them. Um, this was pretty. This, was, it, this would this would explain why the best friends are still in the picture dealing with Adam Cole and everything else. Yeah, well, I would uh, I would say so. I see some people mentioning Okada in the chat. Uh, it, it could happen. You know, uh, I do think I think it was Sap on Twitter who actually uh, put it out there that uh, Johnny Gargano has worked with Chuck Taylor before in the past. So it would uh, it would be a nice little callback to uh, their time on the Indies before they hit the major promotions. I'd love to see it. Uh, if you're going to put Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole back in the ring, man, you have absolutely no fucking uh, problem from me there. I mean, just do it. Uh, I'd love to see it. But um, if that's what ap- uh, happens here and that's what it ends up being, I am all for that. And this is going to be the biggest storyline in AEW uh, moving on into 2022. Wardlow. Wardlow with MJF for CM Punk. This was the first time that these two have met, uh, period. And this was not a bad match. This was actually uh, a, a decent little match here. It was more of an angle than uh, an actual match. So it, it wasn't. It wasn't a good match. It was a very well produced match. Yeah, everything everything went down the exact way it should have gone down with yeah. Warlow being in the ring with Punk. Yeah, and I appreciate these matches. It slows the pace down. It's all about the story. It's not uh, a thousand miles an hour right from the word go. Uh, this yeah. was uh, this was definitely to my liking. Uh, Wardlow came right out and took Punk out with a shoulder tackle. He was using his power to take down Punk, who was obviously uh, the uh, the smaller of the two. Um, and then both guys teased their finishers, forcing Punk to roll to the floor. Uh, we go to a small commercial break in between there. Uh, after being whipped into the corner, Punk tried to mount a comeback. He tried for a tornado DDT, but Wardlow tossed him off. Punk reversed a powerbomb attempt, landed a series of kicks and lariats. Uh, Wardlow would not go down, and Punk finally hit a springboard clothesline that took the big man down. Punk hit his corner knee strike, and he gave MJF the middle finger. Wardlow used this distraction to turn his offense into a powerbomb. Wardlow went for the powerbomb symphony, and hit one right away. This was followed by a second, a third, and a fourth. So you were looking at Wardlow decimate CM Punk right before your very eyes. Wardlow had the match won. MJF interrupted the count. Aubrey Edwards was about to count Punk's shoulders down for three. Uh, I know, Jess, you had a problem. Why would Aubrey Edwards stop the count when clearly the guy had the match won? 
Refere- I mean, referees look stupid in AEW, man. I will I will admit that. Everybody from Aubrey to uh, Remsburg to Knox, they all look like blithering idiots, man. I know. I mean, the the, the, the shoulders are down. They're pinned, and someone not in the match get on the apron, so we're going to stop counting? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a little silly. Uh, Wardlow had the match won. You could say he won the match. Aubrey stopped the count because MJF got on the apron, and he said he wanted Wardlow to do more, so Wardlow... Obviously, being paid the big bucks by MJF obliged, but it wasn't enough for MJF. He made it uh, seven power bombs before MJF demanded that Wardlow powerbomb punk through the timekeeper's table. So he cleared the timekeeper's tables off, and Wardlow absolutely powerbomb punk through the timekeeper's table. So Aubrey started the count. Punk made it back in at a nine. MJF wanted more power bombs, but in. This moment with MJF on the apron yelling at Wardlow and Wardlow saying enough is enough for it. Let me beat the fucking guy. I got him down. Punk in the middle of a powerbomb rolled up Wardlow with a small package. One, two, three. After the match, MJF absolutely got in Wardlow's face, shoved him. He was finger poking his chest. Wardlow looked like he was about to snap, but Sean Spears came out and cooled the situation. So um, Wardlow was about to just go rogue here tonight, Jesse, until Sean Spears came down and put a stop to that. But like we said, uh, this is the way it needed to play out. MJF should be the only one to beat CM Punk because MJF's going to be next in line for the world championship. And Wardlow was never going to beat CM Punk tonight on Dynamite. So I I don't know why people are upset. You could be upset with the ending. You could be upset with the small package, the roll-up, the fruit roll-up, and, uh, you know, be upset with the ending. But... It needed to happen. Wardlow was going to lose. And I thought he looked good enough to a point where the story overcame the ending of the match. Yeah, yeah. I see what they were trying to do. Yeah. And, and it's fine. Wardlow looks like a killer. Yeah. And and um and Punk just, you know, get lucky and pull one off, and which is fine. Um, I like how long this feud has gone on between Punk yep. and MJF and still has not gotten boring or repetitive at all. Yep. You know, it's still different each time. And it's going to be continued for at least another two weeks because it's going to get through next week. And we know they're not facing each other next week. So I'm assuming this will go to the pay-per-view. And uh, I'm I'm just hoping the payoff here is that MJF wins clean. Yeah. Yeah, I I think he will. You know, uh, I don't want to see MJF cheat against CM Punk. I I think we've seen uh, too much of that in the past. Uh, MJF is too good to uh, resort to uh, cheating in his matches. I don't want to see that. I think a clean victory. Punk is absolutely bulletproof. He will be bulletproof for a very long yeah. time. There's no reason why Punk cannot put over MJF clean. That's why Punk is in the is in the company. He knows. He knows yeah. MJF is the future. And I don't think Punk is going to have any qualms about putting MJF over clean. Yeah. Dante Martin and Powerhouse Will Hobbs, another uh, fan favorite here on the show. We love Powerhouse Hobbs here. Dante Martin has had uh, quite the run here in the absence of his brother Darius. Uh, I was very excited about this match, and I thought these two uh, delivered a great match tonight. I thought it was uh, fun, and we got a surprise, I-, I would say, interference. Not really interference because it happened at the end of the match, but uh, we got a surprise appearance here by Jay Lethal, who's now putting his name into this uh, Will Hobbs, uh, Dante Martin, uh, Team Taz situation. So Dante, um, he... Ran up the ramp and attacked Hobbs. Met him halfway up there. Big running cross body. Sent both uh, Dante Martin and Will Hobbs crashing to the outside. 
Hobbs caught a dive, hit a spine buster on the floor, which looked brutal. That led to a, a, a stare down, uh, or not a stare down, a beatdown of Dante. Hobbs went for the torture rack. Uh, Dante escaped before running straight into a huge tackle from Hobbs. He whipped Dante to the floor. Starks was uh, putting the boots to him behind the referee's back. Dante then started to mount a babyface comeback, big elbow, landed a top rope missile, drop kick for a near fall, got a two count. He followed it up with a springboard uh, tornado to the floor. Hobbs cut Dante off with some big offense outside. Starks tried to interfere, and Jesse, all of a sudden, Jay Lethal runs out to cut Starks off. Dante then hit a double springboard moonsault, which uh, I, I don't know if it connected all of it, or if Dante connected all of it, but, I mean, the execution might have looked a little sloppy, but he went right into a transition of a pin that looked great, and he got the win over big man powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, what do you what do you think of this outcome? I mean, it it should have. I, I was surprised by the ending of this match. I, I thought it was definitely going to go the other way. Powerhouse Hobbs should have definitely beat Dante Martin tonight. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, they they had a little bit of you know stuff going on with Hobbs. I I I thought that they just. I think I saw Hobbs placing like in the top three of the rankings, I believe. Yep. And um, this would have been a nice you know nice little win for him. So. Let's see where they're going with it. I don't know, but I don't see why Dante Martin needed to beat Will Hobbs tonight. It's not like they're doing something special with Dante Martin right now. Yeah, and it was also, um, it, it was definitely a contrast of styles. Uh, you know, Hobbs isn't a, a high flyer by any means, and Dante Martin has been doing great. So you got the two contrasts of styles. And, you know, Hobbs worked with uh, the the style of Dante very well, and Dante worked with the style of of Will Hobbs very well. I thought he took the offense great. He sold great for Hobbs. And Hobbs didn't uh, miss a beat with Dante's high-flying offense, putting a stop to that and selling for him. So I thought it was a very nice back and forth between these two. The thing is, Jay Lethal. I know a lot of people, and Jay Lethal is a topic of discussion in the IWC. If you guys hang around Twitter at all, which I would not advise, it's a complete cesspool. Oh, but, God, yeah. But uh, we, see, we see Jay Lethal. And Jesse, I know you watch Dark. Didn't, uh, didn't Jay Lethal come out with Sonny Kiss as a tag team on Dark? Please correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, that's accurate, bro. I mean, I hope you wouldn't have heard about that. No, one, I mean, I, I didn't have to hear about it. I seen pictures of it. Fuck, dude. I mean, just, I, I my mean, reaction when he came out, man, I was just like, what the fuck? I mean, that's all that. That is fucking terrible, man. I, I mean, if <laughs> if Tony Khan, listen, if Tony Khan doesn't know. What to do with these guys, bro? I, I don't know why you're immediately bringing them in. I mean, that is a career killer, teaming Jay Lethal with fucking Sonny Kiss, man. This is a this is a fucking 15 year veteran plus Ring of Honor World Champion, one of the best pro wrestlers in the world, and you're teaming him with Sonny Kiss. I'm, I was happy to see him tonight because if there's an inkling of a Ricky Starks versus Jay Lethal match, I mean. Again, take my money. I think that would be fantastic. But Jay Lethal needs to be in the mix of things. He's not going to get there immediately. He's obviously got to work his way up. You're not going to bring in somebody like Jay Lethal and put him in the fucking world championship situation right at the top. He's got to work his way there. But, I mean, God almighty, man, teaming with Sonny Kiss is not the right way to go about it creatively. No, no. And, you know, I'm all aboard, you know, with telling people to say, hey, you know, you got to wait. You know, everybody can't jump in and run to the top. You got to wait. You got to do this. You got to go ranks and i've said that about jay lethal i don't change my stance on that but come on yeah. sunny kiss that's no 
that's not going through the. That's no stop. No, nah, nah, no. If there's uh, if there's a contract that uh, Tony Khan needs to let expire, it's uh, it's Sunny Kiss. I mean, give me a break. Come on, get that get that year one trash out of you, man. We don't we don't need that shit. Uh, hopefully, Jay Lethal is is going to be uh, a little bit more better off and used better. So we'll we'll see what happens here with him and him being included in this Team Taz situation. Chris Jericho. He was interviewed by Alex Marvez, who Jericho called Fathead. Uh, Jake Hager was there. Santana Ortiz, who are also in the top five tag tag team rankings in AEW. Uh, he noted that Pro Wrestling Illustrated named them Faction of the Year, did Marvez. Jericho said it's a great honor. He called Marvez. Like I said, Fathead, he's not surprised because their mission statement has never wavered. He said tonight, if Terrence and Philip, uh, this is what he called, uh, or who he called uh, 2.0. That's what he called 2.0. Um, if Terrence and Phillip want to get involved in Sammy Guevara's match later in the main event against Danny Garcia, the inner circle will chop them down. Eddie Kingston then interrupted and said, nobody cares about Sammy. He told them to mind their own business. He said his knee is all messed up and he can barely walk. He told Santana and Ortiz, the reason why you guys are not tag team champions. And then he pointed at Chris Jericho. Jericho told him to shut his mouth. He doesn't care what happened on the streets of New York or in the Indies. They dominate the big leagues. Ortiz told them to get their shit together. And then he walked away uh, with Santana. And Eddie lobbied for his support there. Hager also walked away. Jericho says, listen, I'm going to be in Sammy's corner. And if he gets involved, he'll kick his ass just like I'm going to kick 2.0's ass. Eddie said, I'm begging you to kick my ass. Jericho then said, GFY. Eddie then looked at Marvez and said, GFY, you guys don't know what GFY means. It's go fuck yourself. So there you go. Uh, Jesse, it looks like we're getting a Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston match, uh, which I then think we will get a returning John Moxley to the fold. That'd be awesome. I, will, I can't wait to see where they, um, where they stick Marks when he comes back. And the pop for him is going to be ridiculous, man. I cannot wait to see what they do and whatever it is. It's going to just add to whatever he's injected into. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, I don't know where they put Moxley. All I know is this GCW show that's happening in Manhattan uh, at the end of the month. Uh, Moxley is wrestling, I believe, Homicide on that show. And Moxley is still the GCW world champion. Uh, Moxley is not going to show up on that show and make his return at that no. show before debuting uh, on AEW. So it's not, <laughs> he's going to debut on AEW. Yes. So um, it, it's going to happen uh, in the next week or two. Uh, before that show, so we don't know where he's going to fit in. I believe he's going to be with Eddie Kingston, uh, and we will see what happens. And, you know, Brian Danielson is not going to be doing much of anything going into Revolution right now from what we see on television. How about a Moxie versus Brian Danielson match at Revolution? Man, again, take my money. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah, I wonder if he's on a hiatus because we haven't seen him in a little bit. Listen, man, if anybody deserves a hiatus, it's Brian Danielson. Yeah, he comes out, he works every damn week, you know, long matches and can badass matches, and then he takes a hiatus and he comes back and does it again. Yep. I love it. Yeah. MJF rolls out with the microphone because he was so pissed off about what happened with CM Punk earlier in the show. He told the North Carolina Hillbilly fans to keep their mouths shut. Fans chanted asshole very loudly at MJF. MJF said Punk got powerbombed into oblivion and got a fluke victory. Says he's going to make sure next week he takes his first L in AEW. He said, you guys are going to get the match you've all been waiting for. Then he's yelling, you want the match, you want the match. He said, next week, it's going to be CM Punk versus Sean Spears. 
Yes. So, so it looks like, hey, listen, I'm excited about it. I'm excited <laughs> to see Sean Spears back in the ring, man. Sean Spears is a very good pro wrestler. Um, so CM Punk for Sean Spears next week. And Ross said that's not the match the majority of the fans are wanting to see. And Excalibur said MJF is being a coward once again. Is he really being a coward, Jesse, or is he using his brains to outwit CM Punk? He's being a cowardly heel, yes, you know, but, but also being smart at the same time. He wants to send his flunkies in front of him and try to wear down the older Punk. Yeah. A little bit of both. We got more quote-unquote undisputed era. I will continue to call them until, uh, I will continue to call them undisputed era until we get their new name, which apparently is rumored to be Paragon that AEW has trademarked. Um, O'Reilly Fish, Cole, and the Bucks were all being filmed by Brandon Cutler, and O'Reilly called him Landon. Cole said Statlander isn't safe anymore. In walked Britt Baker from behind. Britt challenged Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy to a mixed tag team match with her and Bay Bay. I'm excited about that, man. That should be great. And remember when we were talking about What's going to be the opportunity where we see DMD and Bay Bay in the ring together in a mixed tag team match, bro? Uh, this is it. Uh, and, and it's going to be a nice thing to see. And obviously, it's going to get people talking, man. I know a lot of people, even before this match was announced, and Adam Cole on the roster with Britt working in the same company. How many people uh, would love to see CM Punk and AJ Lee back in the fold against Britt Baker and Adam Cole, man? Oh, my goodness. That would be fantastic, isn't she? Um, isn't she still contracted with uh, what was it? Uh, um, uh, Tessa, wow. Tessa's contract. Wow. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. No, is it Wow? No, I, I forget. But they're supposed to be doing their big debut and everything. How's that going? What are they doing? Uh, I don't. I don't know, man. It was supposed to be this month, I think. Yeah, they got so. uh, TV rights deals with CBS. Isn't um? Isn't isn't Orange dating Statlander? I don't want to throw it out there, but uh, I've, I mean, I uh, thought they were. I, I thought they were. I, I listen the way that they are on TV, man. I thought they were. I don't know. I good for good for uh, good for OC, I guess. Yeah. yeah, man. We got we got Baker and Cole versus those two. We got um, we got Baker and Cole versus Jungle Boy and Anna J. We got we got who else? We got uh, we got Cole and Baker versus Ty Conti and Sammy. Now, yep, and do it, do it all day long, man. Yeah. It's going to be good, man. I'm excited about that match. And uh, anything Adam Cole does, man, I am there. Adam Cole is one of the best pro wrestlers in the world and probably my favorite uh, pro wrestler right now in all of the sports. So uh, I love anything that Adam Cole does. Uh, Adam Hangman Page. Uh, A lot is being uh, talked about as far as who his next opponent will be. Page walked out to his music. He's got the AEW World Championship, obviously. Talked about the 90 minutes he wrestled Brian Danielson in those two fantastic matches, the AEW World title. Said he and Brian uh, poured sweat, spilled enough blood uh, in this battle. And this is why he still has that title over his shoulder. He said it's the most important prize in all of pro wrestling, which is a factual statement, by the way. It's still mine, damn it. He said the records have reset and he needs a new challenger. So Dan Lambert, Jesse's good friend Dan Lambert, rolls out to the ring. Love. He talked about Bill Watts, Stan Hansen, Terry and Dory Funk Jr. He said, and now we get you, the East Coast urban cowboy the AEW fan base can relate to. Page says he wants a new challenger. So if Scorpio Sky or Ethan Page want a shot, come tell them to get in my face. 
He says he doesn't want to hear from a walking Facebook profile like you. Lambert says he's there to compliment Hangman. He says his matches with Danielson are amongst the best he's seen in his 40 years watching pro wrestling. He then took a dig at Cody Rhodes for using backstage politics. He said Page told fans he earned what he has, and Lambert agreed. He says he hasn't earned this persona you've used as your gimmick. Lambert then compared Hangman to the cowboy in the village people. Stop disrespecting the legacies of the Dick Murdochs and the Blackjack Mulligans who preceded you. He says he's full of cowboy shit. Fans booed Dan Lambert. Hangman said he grew up on a farm 90 miles from here with 100 head of cattle. And I'm a genuine cowboy. This is genuine cowboy shit. He asked him, Dan Lambert, to come to the ring and let him shove his boot up his ass so he can tell him who the real cowboy is. And then that music goes off, Jesse, that familiar. Everybody dies. Lance Archer comes out with a chair. Lambert ran scared in the middle of the ring. And the last time we saw Mr. Archer, he was beating up Dan Lambert. So now he's in the ring between Lance Archer, whose catchphrase is everybody dies. He's wielding a steel chair. And you got Adam Page, the AW world champion, who is threatening to put his boot up Dan Lambert's ass. So Lambert is a uh, dead man walking from what we see here. Lambert says he's been looking at him on the side of a milk carton for five months. Archer shoved Lambert. And did not attack him. He attacked Adam Page. He bashed him with a chair. He then set up the chair and gave him his blackout finisher on the chair, which looked fucking brutal. My goodness. Excalibur was putting this over and said that Archer made a huge statement in his return. He stood over Hangman. No sign of Jake Roberts or no mention of Jake the Snake Roberts here with the return of Lance Archer. Jesse, I am all for this match. I think this should be a fantastic match of two guys that could absolutely go. Um, There are a lot of names, heel-wise, on this roster that are going to be lined up for Adam Page if if Tony Khan wants to keep him as the AEW babyface world champion. The thing is, my question is to everybody in the chat, and I know some people had some nice discussion with me on Twitter tonight, when does this match exactly happen? It doesn't feel like a revolution main event, but it seems good enough to give Adam Page that interim opponent right now before they set up a major match for him at the pay-per-view. Uh, are you are you in agreement there that this is uh, an in-between feud for Page and not going to be a world championship match revolution? Well, it'll be a world championship match. It may be at revolution. I mean, it, maybe it is possible, but... Remember, there's, could, six, there's six weeks till revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, it'd be a long time to get to from there, but for 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 Archer. But... It needs to be something of importance. So if they took this six weeks and built it, maybe it would be. But I with you in Revolution um, being held for um, Britt Baker yeah. and Thunder Rosa. Yeah, absolutely. Revolution is no doubt about it being main evented by Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. And Tony Khan knows that. Steel Cage. You know, you know and, and that would be fantastic. The only the only issue is that um I want Hangman's title run to to kind of amp up a little bit and, you know, put him at a pay-per-view, you know, not being the main event is not going to help that at all. Yeah. And an opponent of in Lance Archer, you know, although it'd be a match I personally want to see, I could see that match not filling the seats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I know. I know a lot of people. Are, I know a lot of people are mentioning beach break. I, I, I'm okay with that. Um, 
You know, Beach Break happens at the end of January, that uh, that week of the Royal Rumble. So I would be okay with that if Tony Khan wants to give us a big main event match. If there is going to be a long extended storyline here between these two, and it does bleed into Revolution, I hope that they have something really worthwhile because I feel like every time we see Lance Archer in something, it doesn't really resonate, you know, and it sucks because yeah. he's such a great big man. I feel like he's gotten shafted in WWE, uh, not in AEW, and I feel like he he's another guy that would benefit in WWE as well, Lance Archer. But... um. I don't know about this feud happening at Revolution. I, I I don't know who would be Hangman's opponent at Revolution. Maybe they do this in the interim, and then we get Moxley versus Adam Page at Revolution. I don't think Moxley goes back to the top yet. No. Um, I think by Revolution they could go back to the standings, with, which puts Adam Cole at the top. Yeah. Um, and we also got Hobbs in there, but don't forget Miro should be coming back soon as well. Yeah, but I, it's tough, man. With Adam Cole at the top and him getting a championship match, you you almost have to give him the world championship at that point, and then that kind of bypasses MJF. And MJF, from what we see, should really be the next in line. Maybe. What if we get Kenny back in six weeks? Uh, listen, I mean, and if and if and if Hang and, and if Hangman's gonna beat Cole, maybe it's because Kenny came back and did yeah. a dude, fuck you to Cole. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm, you know? I'm for that, man. That works out. That works out uh, beautifully. That is if Kenny Omega is ready to come back. Right. You know, but uh, again, I'm not going to complain about a Lance Archer hangman match. I think that's going to be uh, a fucking big Haas type fight. I love those. I think that's great. The last time we saw a big Haas fight between Archer and somebody was Miro, and that was kind of disappointing. Um, so hopefully we don't get that back. He looked refreshed. He looked great. Um, so we'll see when this match happens. I'm going to predict that uh, this happens before the pay-per-view and uh, we'll see what Tony Khan has up his sleeve for Hangman Page. And also, possibly, Jesse, could set up with Dan Lambert's interference. I don't know when Cody's coming back. So they, they seemingly are moving Dan Lambert on to do something in the interim before Cody comes back. This could potentially set up some matches with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page versus Adam Page, too. Yeah, but are, here's what I want to know. Are we are we placing um, Wardlow, and not a Wardlow, are we placing Lance Archer in America's top team? I don't know. It's a good question because I could see him fitting in there. I could see him fitting in there too. And, and you know what? If Jake is out with COVID, which is, I believe, the reason why he's out, and he's going to be a, a health uh, a health risk for himself, we want Jake to yeah. be fine. You know, tra- instead of traveling all over the place, um, it may actually benefit Lance Archer to be placed with Dan Lambert because I don't yes. think Archer is going to get that heat by himself as a heel. I think Dan Lambert may be just exactly what he needs. Yes, I, I agree. And with America's, you, you bring in you bring in Sky and Page and put those two with Archer and make it a legit America's top team and not a bunch of you know MMA guys that you know yeah. came and went. And they could be a legitimate. Fa- I, I would see them functioning as like a the way the Hurt business should be functioning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, be perfect, be a perfect dynamic with those guys. Yeah, I think that would be great. Um, I wasn't too big on that MMA stuff with uh, America's Top Team, but if they're going to build America's Top Team with some people in the company, uh, I think they uh, have a nice uh, trio here with yeah. uh, Archer, Sky, and Ethan Page. And with those trio championships more than likely coming this year, uh, you want to have some solid fucking guys together. I think oh, that's a solid so group of guys right there. Yeah, they got so major. That would be a solid trio. So we can put you can put Archer at the top at the, um, of the car with Page for a little while. Yep. When that calms down, you still get the tag team division for those two. And the trio's titles coming for all three of them. You're right. They'd be a phenomenal team. Those guys, those four guys right there. Tony Schiavone interviewed Arn Anderson with his son, Brock Anderson, and Lee Johnson. Shout out to my boy, Lee Johnson. Arn Anderson said it's horseman country. 
Tully Blanchard walked in with FTR and said he's right. Tully then pitched to Arn that he dropped the dead weight and joined them. Arn said that's his son, not dead weight. Dax challenged them to a tag team match next week. Brock says that sounds good to him. Arn and Tully shook hands. Um, first of all, Arn and Tully on TBS in 2022. Who would have thought that? That, that was a great thing. Uh, okay. Going back to the WCW days and, and all the old school days. Uh, number two, uh, FTR versus Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson. Jesse, you told me, and I agree with you 100% via text during the show tonight, FTR more than likely is going to mix it up with the Briscoes. You, you know that's yeah. coming. Um, everybody knows FTR is one of the best tag teams on the planet. A loss mm-hmm. here is not going to hinder them in any way because they're getting ready for the Briscoes, and that's going to be a, a fucking uh, sight to behold. Um, Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson getting a win over the uh, over FTR, bro. Um, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. And to, to be quite honest, I'd love to see it. Nice upset yeah. victory. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, it they are they are very high on Brock and Lee. I mean, obviously they've they've they they've given them um opportunities. They give them the spotlight. They've they've been all over dark. They've been all over TV, and clearly they're a legitimate team. And a win over a legitimate team like FTR, even if it's via a run-in from the Briscoes, I don't care. A win over that team will put them where they need to be, and then they can go ahead and launch that feud with the Briscoes and FTR. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping for for a Briscoes run-in to give um, Lee and Brock the win. Yeah, I'd love to see it. So um, when did they say that match is happening? Next week on uh, on Dynamite. Next week, okay. and, and the and the Briscoes and FTR are are heated. I mean, they are heated at each other on Twitter right now. So they are they are about ready to square off. Ah, listen, man, we may see them at Beach Break. Never mind Johnny Gargano. Yeah, uh, who knows? Uh, we're getting closer and closer to the uh, arrival of the Briscoe brothers, and chaos will uh, be waged in the AEW Tag Team Division. Uh, speaking of chaos, Serena Deeb versus Hikaru Shida. I was very much looking forward to this match tonight. And Jesse, it went two minutes because Deeb is a fucking absolute psychopath killer. Killer. She killer. took Sheeta out right during her ring entrance. A minute later, she rolled Sheeta in, in the ring. Referee checked on her to make sure she could wrestle. Sheeta obviously wasn't going to say no. Ref called for the bell. Deeb took complete control, slammed Sheeta's knee into the mat, applied a half crab, and legitimately. That was it. Sheeta tapped out. And then after the match, uh, a doctor a doctor checked on Sheeta. Deep took her candlestick and absolutely obliterated her leg, her knee. And Serena Deeb beats Hikaru Sheeta via ref stoppage in two minutes. Now, somebody told me on Twitter that Sheeta is going away to go film something in Japan. I don't know how true that is, but this may have been an injury angle to set up something uh, when she returns. Serena Deeb, yeah. and I know a lot of people agree with me. I know Jesse agrees with me. Um, Serena Deeb right now is probably doing the best work of her career. She's probably, uh, and we talked about this when we talked about the TBS championship match with Soho and Jade last week. Serena Deeb is easy, easy, a number two or number three in this entire division. And she's doing the best yeah. work of her career right now. She looks fantastic. It is an absolute pleasure and joy to watch her doing this shit. She reminds me what I love so much about Bret Hart, and I know the FTR guys mentioned that as well. Uh, it's not that difficult to see, and if you're talking about anything related to Bret Hart, uh, you got my ear. He's one of my childhood favorites of all time, and Serena Deeb is the professor of the women's division. 
right now, I would say, with what she's doing, and I know there's a lot of heels, Jesse, which sucks. Man, she should be the TBS champion right now, man. I'm going to continue to say it. I don't know how they get that belt of, of Jade or when that's going to happen. Probably not for a very long time, but... I mean, they're doing they're doing Serena a huge disservice with the body work that she's doing right now. They are, and and I'll give them this much at least. She's in the midst of this run, you yeah. know. She just got she just got hot dealing with Sheeta, and Sheeta did not tap out. She she it was a rest stoppage by the okay. way. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. She did not tap out, so they kept they they protected her in that manner, which tells me that it's not over for them, you know. But. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, Deeb is doing so well. I mean, my, my only thing, I, I, I think she needs to be bumped up into a title picture, but we get the title, two women's titles on two heels right now. So she's going to have to flow through with a few more baby faces. So she's, she's going through Sky Blue next week. Listen, uh, that's that's. got to keep feeding her. They got to keep feeding that's her. That's fine, man. Listen, you, you and I both know that Thunder Rose is winning that women's championship, man. When Thunder Rosa comes out of Revolution as the women's champion, her first opponent, you're looking at it right here. And if if Ruby Soho was the TBS champion, I'll be putting D yeah. versus Soho yeah. right away. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, Deeb is uh, he's doing some great fucking shit right now, man. It really, uh, it really a joy to watch. But the thing is with Sheeta, th- this is far from over. Uh, we may be looking at the next lights out match in the women's division, bro. And remember what that did for Britt and Thunder Rosa. This may, yeah. th- if it does go that way, and I think it, I think it will with a lights out match. Imagine what it could do with these two. Imagine what these two women could do in that match, and how it could elevate both of them, like it did Britt and Thunder Rosa. It could, it could, it would, and and it's a it's a heated blood feud, you know. So it's um, and if she just going away for a while, I would love it. Yeah, I would love it because I want to see Deep go continue on a tear and then when Sheeta um Sheeta comes back she can come back like a house on fire and want her revenge and everything else It'd be a pretty good moment yeah I'm looking forward to it Sheeta should be back soon uh clearly this looked to be an injury angle to ride her off TV but hopefully we have more news on that in the uh in the days to come Tony Schiavone interviewed Jungle Boy Luchasaurus and Christian Cage Christian sent well wishes to Ray Phoenix which was very classy of him to do uh yeah what, what happened to him with outworking everybody bro He's 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 a manager. He's and outworking look, everybody look, managerial wise. Yeah, I mean, look, man. I mean, I I like the role they're using him in right now. Excuse me. I, I know I've been saying I want to see a heel turn from him, but that will put him right back in the ring full time for if he does that. Yep. And to be honest, right now I kind of like him. You know, just mentoring this young tag team. Who knows more about tag teams than you know this guy, know. him and Hardy. You know. Yeah, really. And so I mean. That's one thing I do love about AEW. They they treat their 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 legends so much better on television. I mean, they're not putting them in the ring, beating young champions. They're not just being wasted doing comedy sketches. Sting is mentoring Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. You know, we got. I mean, look look at all of the time we got. We got uh, uh, Arn out there. You know, Tilly Blanchard out there, and they're all mentoring young time. I mean, I love how they're doing. The, they're, they're legends. I love it. Yeah. Uh, they've been doing that from day one. They haven't strayed from that, which is a great thing to see. Danny Boy in the chat. Uh, Deeb should win the Owen Hart Cup. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Easy. Easily. Uh, so with this interview here with uh, the Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy said they worked hard to earn this tag team title, and they will work hard, even harder to keep them. He said they'll defend against any top five team in walks. John Silver, Johnny Hungy, and uh, the Dark Order, and they will have a match. Mr. Reynolds and Silver will challenge Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus on Friday's Rampage. Should be a decent little match there. Yeah, that's not going to end well for Dark Order. No, not at all. Okay. 
Matt Hardy is in the ring with Private Party, and they are uh, in Hardy's town or state, North Carolina. Said Ray's downfall began weeks ago when his team of five beat Ray's team. They showed his wife and kids at ringside. He says he will delete Penta and send him to the hospital to hang out with his brother, Ray Phoenix. So we got this match. Uh, it was really just a match thrown on the show just to get extra bodies on the show. Seven minutes, Penta wins. Really nothing uh, more than them going back and forth with the uh, with the um, uh, Zero Miedo and uh, fucking uh, delete, delete, delete. It's all this other fucking bullshit. Hardy was in control for a little bit. Penta blocked the twist of fate, took over. Penta eventually landed a fear factor for the win on Matt Hardy. Really nothing to this, Jesse. Uh, what do you see coming out of this, or, or was it just a regular, just random match thrown on on Dynamite? No, it, it, you have to put Matt Hardy on TV. I mean, they're they're at home, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he had to get him in a match, and and Penta needs an opponent because he can't sit at home until Phoenix comes back. So they did the match. Obviously, Penta wins. I mean, it looks like they really didn't further too much except um, getting Private Party away from FH, uh, FHO. I keep calling it FHO. HFO, um, which I'm, I'm glad to see. You know, unfortunately, as far as I can see, it doesn't look like Private Party benefited one bit from this entire run in the Hardy family. No, nah, man. You know, I don't want to. I don't like, you know, they're, they're hard guys. I don't want to. I don't want to be too rough on them. But you know, I mean, I'm always honest. I, I don't I don't see them I don't see them any better than when I seen them in House of Glory in AEW. No. They they, no. they 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 haven't they haven't upped their game at all in any way. No, they haven't. And they and, actually and they now, actually look and, worse. Now in their defense, in their defense, there are plenty of A list tag teams who are stagnant. Yeah. Pride proud and powerful. Yeah. You know, stagnant, you know, not really doing too much. I mean, but I said this before. It seems like the tag division has been a little bit on 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 hold. I mean, we got FTR, the champion, somewhere else. You know, I mean, it's they have these awesome tag teams, but again, it's not really moving too much. The 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 tag run for the Lucha Brothers was non-existent. Yeah, it was very lackluster. It really, really was. The the, the best part of that of that run was the night they won the titles here in Chicago. Yeah, Matt Hardy could mentor a private party uh, away from being an on-screen mentor. Um, that that's not the that's not the problem here. I I think private party kind of lost their identity. Like they used to be, they used to be, you know, it, it was back in the day when when everybody was like, oh, street profits are a rip off private party. Remember that? Yeah. Everybody was yeah. talking about that, and, and now they're just as generic as anything. Like I want I want them to go back to to that. I, I want to go watch them and have them be charismatic and do their own thing, and I want them to to get better. I want them to not rely on the high-flying shit. I want them to mold mold themselves into a great fucking tag team. The potential yeah. is there, but, I mean, they it, it, it was great for the time being, but they, they need to go and do their own thing, and, and hopefully that happens. Yeah, here's, here's what I see for Private Party. They were, they were put with Hardy because they, they lack mic skills, right? Yeah, so they a, do. A mouth, yeah. A mouth, so, a, so a mouthpiece would have been good for them, but I don't know if I, don't know if I would give them a mouthpiece. This is what I would do. They're, they're not great on the mic, but they are very charismatic yeah. when when they interact with each other. So instead of giving them the mic and say, here, cut this promo, have them cut a promo. But instead of talking to the camera and to the mic, they need to conversate with each other. You know, it, it might sound crazy, but I would have them talk to each other. You know, like 
They're like, you're like, hey, you know, Cass, what do you think if we did this and did this and knocked them out? Oh, that'd be fucking crazy. You know, and as they go back and forth with each other, they're still cutting the promo, but when they talk to each other, they feel loose and they feel more charismatic. So I would make that the whole gimmick. Talk to each other and yeah. never the interviewer or the mic and then just go out there and do yeah. what you need to do. Well, you know, to be fair, it's funny you said that because, you know, when Private Party was just joining AEW and, and Private Party was still kind of, you know, working with House of Glory, you know, Big Hodge, who is a, a wonder with this type of shit, he, he was filling vignettes for Private Party in that same vein, in, in that yes. way. And it it, 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 it it was dark. It was gritty. It was like it, it really gave it a nice party atmosphere. At the same time, what I want them to do, and I'm not telling them to, I'm not telling them what to do. What I'd like to see from a fan's point of view, because I fucking love both of those guys, is I want them to take the party gimmick and not act like immature geeks and clowns. Yes. I, I want, I want them to, I want them to keep their identity and their charisma, and, and I want it to be a little bit more mature. Enough of this, uh, you know, pound that ass shit. That, that that shit is fucking garbage, man. Get rid of that shit. No, no, they, they used to be real, real yeah. club VIPs. Yes, yes. Real, Mature, real. Sure, fucking owners. classy. Yes. yes. Absolutely. And it will work. You know, Sandman Sizzle said, like they did in BTE. Yeah, when they did BTE, they were very charismatic and phony, and it was great, but they weren't sitting there talking to the camera. They were being within themselves. And I found it way more entertaining. So if they could mirror their promos to be just like that, where it's like they just ignore the interviewer altogether and talk to each other and get their promo across that way, I think they will be much, much better. I see a lot of people in the chat saying pair pair them with Leo Rush. Pair Leo Rush with Private Party and have Leo be the mouthpiece. Yeah, if Leo is still doing this fucking, uh, this this gimmick of his where he's trying to uh, set up a corporation of talent or whatever it is because he's a mogul, uh, yeah, that's fine. But, uh, you know, it, private party's never going to learn if they don't get out there on their own and get in front of the camera away from somebody who's actively speaking for them. They're going to have to eventually speak for themselves. So you might as yes. well try now. They're still young enough to a point where they could build this and work on it and in two or three years become a top-tier tag team. Yeah, I, I'm I'm getting real tired of the hey this this one can't talk. Put him with Leo Rush. Leo is it's Leo is fantastic on the mic, but he comes off he can come off as a little a little I don't maybe overbearing to the point, and it's like his his like his ability on the mic is completely overshadowing the guy he's trying to get over. Yeah, I mean just let Leo go out and be Leo with Leo, and let Leo be independent. Yeah, Leo needs to be independent. He was independent in WWE. He had a fa- he had a fantastic run on the Triple H when, he, when Triple, H, Triple H brought him back. There's no reason why he needs to to lead a group of people. Like, yeah. uh, you know, th- this is what I think would be best for Private Party. Uh, just grow up, really. Just grow yeah. up. That's the best way for me to put it. Just grow up. It's, yeah, just just make it a little bit more. Don't change the gimmick. No, just make it a little bit more serious. And that's my suggestion for the promo skills, bro. I mean, just dialogue with each other. Let, let the reporter come out and keep it at backstage. Keep that, and that's another good point. That dialogue back and forth thing that might come off as cringe in front of the live crowd. You got to do that backstage. Yeah. Until it, until it gets over it. Let it get over. Let the interviewer ask the question, and then they go into that dialogue, answering the promo, and then go out. Do that in front of a live crowd, and it can sink quickly. Let it get over first. Yeah. Now, the story of this match was not the match. It was that, is what, what happened after the match. Um, after the match, Alex... Uh, Abrahantes X or said Penta has a message for Malachi Black. Uh, this was 
obviously stemming from what happened in the week prior. Uh, Penta spoke in Spanish. Alex said Penta says he's going to show Black some respect. Some respect. The lights went dark, came back on. Black was in the ring, kicked Alex in the face. Penta super kicked Black. Black took out Penta with his kick. He was trying to tear his mask off. Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. ran out for the save. Julia Hart was out there, very noticeable wearing her eye patch still, cheering them on. Black, he was in the ring on his knees, and he was pointing at each and every one of the guys attacking him, laughing. Fans were chanting Brody King. Lights went out. They came back on, and Brody King was standing in the middle of the ring. He beat up Pillman. He beat up Garrison. He beat up Penta. And this is the newest member now of the House of Black. Uh, Excalibur did note that he is a former tag team champion in Ring of Honor. And him and Black have worked together in PWG. He landed a cannonball senton, which looked absolutely fucking devastating on Brian Pillman. And they gave Garrison an assisted power slam. So with Phoenix out of action, Jesse, this will obviously clear uh, Penta to be a singles wrestler, maybe move up the ranks. You're going to put Penta in the ring with uh, with Malachi Black. Uh, take my fucking money. And Brody King making his debut, he looked great. He looked physically impressive. It looks like we may have the newest uh, duo on the block that's going to be untouchable in AEW. Can't wait to see what these two guys do together as far as the damage they can inflict. But the thing is, Jesse, and you've been saying it for weeks, Julia Hart really didn't kind of back away from the House of Black tonight with that eye patch. She was jumping up and down on the apron. It looked like she was kind of... Not really for her boys, and not really for the House of Black, but kind of somewhere in the middle. We could she was be trying see- to make them stop. She was like, like "Stop, stop, stop, yeah. stop!" She's trying to break it up. But but it, it almost seems like if she if she's in the middle of this, and she could be maybe you know going one way over the other here. Yeah, I think she's. I think they. I think she's going to turn at the, at the at the least expected moment. It, it does feel like that. I don't know the way that she went away for a little bit, then came back with the eye patch, and she's just been a little bit weird. Even in her dress tonight, this is the first time I've seen her come out to the ring and anything but a cheerleader out. Yeah, she came in in street clothes. She had jeans on. Yeah, so um, I, I I think this could be what I what I hope. I want to see her join the House of Black. I'll tell you what I don't want is a watered down version of Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I could see that. You know, I don't want that. They have to come up with something original for her in that gimmick if she's going to join the House of Black. Yeah, I could see that. Hopefully that's not the case. Uh, remember, Pac is uh, is out there, too. He had a promo uh, tonight as well. Uh, we've seen a vignette with Pac. He spoke about a light blinding him. Uh, now he sees everything. He said his vision has never been so clear as he held up a playing card that said justice. What do you think that's about, Jesse? Could you see Black and Pac together in the House of Black? Um, no. or, or do you see him doing his own thing? Maybe he go, maybe goes his own uh, his own rogue way, and we get a solo pack here. Nah, they tried doing the the the, the stable thing with Pack, with the death triangle and things. But yeah. I think Pack is just better off by himself. He, yeah. he just seems like a solo bastard. Dude. Yeah, he, I mean, listen, you you put him in the ring with anybody, really, uh, it's going to be a barn burner. But I could see him absolutely fitting into that TNT title situation. I mean, that's a long time coming, right there. Yeah, easily. I'm still wondering if there's some kind of. I mean, I know we, you know, we get everything going on with travel. Maybe that's keeping him away. Yeah. But it feels like he's not in the states. I mean, for for whatever the reason is, but he has he's been gone for a while. Yeah, uh, it seems to be the same thing. It's a recurring issue with him. I don't know why. You know, yeah, but know. Um, you know, we'll see him back. Obviously, they did a vignette tonight, so he is uh, clearly coming back to AW Television. Uh, Bear Country 
versus the acclaimed. Uh, this went seven minutes. The acclaimed win in seven minutes. Caster distracted the ref as Bowens snapped Boulder's neck over the top rope. Caster then landed his mic drop for the win. Really nothing but a uh, throwaway match here. And again, it set up the acclaimed versus Darby and Sting in this one-off tag team match. After the match was over, the lights went out. Sting and Darby come out to the ring. Darby showed up at ringside. He dove through the ropes with his skateboard at Bowens. Sting bashed uh, Bowens with uh, the uh, boombox and his bat. Darby hit Caster with the coffin drop. Sting then landed a scorpion death drop, uh, and that was pretty much it. Uh, the claim got a win, uh, but clearly they're not going to get the win over Sting and Darby when the time comes for those two teams to meet. So just something for all four guys to do at this current time before what I think is Darby versus uh, Andrade El Idolo. I think yeah, that's I'm, try- I'm trying to figure out why people keep trying to fantasy book Scorpio Sky into the TV title picture. I mean, I'm not saying he shouldn't be there. He doesn't deserve to be. The point is, I don't see anyone trying to book like Matt Jackson in the TV title picture or, you know, or, you know, I mean, he's in a tag team. Why are you why are you trying to split him from his tag team to go for They should be going for the tag team titles. They have a tag team name. They've been in this. They're they're in a tag team. So why are we trying? Why why are we gonna put you know in a Jungle Boy, you know, in the TMT title pick? He's in a tag team. Why are they trying to break them up to put him in a singles run? Bro, there's there's a lot of people who are clamoring to see Scorpio Sky because uh, you know he adds that diversity there to uh, the AEW television and the fact that he he hasn't lost a match and hasn't been pinned in two to three hundred days or something like that. I mean. When it's time for Scorpio, it's time for Scorpio. Why are we booking Scorpio in a situation that hasn't played out on TV yet? Let things play out. Tony Khan knows that Scorpio hasn't been pinned or lost. He knows. Let mm-hmm. it play out. I, I like the work they're doing with him and pa- Ethan Page together. Ethan like Page the, is great. Yeah, I like them. I like the pairing to begin with. And it did kind of need something when it started because it just wasn't quite there. And I think Dan Lambert is the key. I think that trio and that stable works. And I don't want to see it broken up right now until I see it reach the top. Yes, it's going to work out. Give Scorpio's guy some time, people. He signed a five-year contract. He's not going anywhere. Nope. And that guy's protected, bro. He's not going anywhere. Yes. Tony Khan wouldn't have signed him to a five-year deal if he didn't believe in Scorpio's guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Statlander, Red Velvet, and Layla Hirsch were backstage. Hirsch was interviewed here uh, with the rest of her girls and said it might be selfish of her since they have a tag team match. Statlander told her to back off. Statlander was uh, apparently blamed for worrying about Britt Baker and Bebe over this six-man tag or six-woman tag that they have on Rampage. So Layla took some sort of uh, offense to this. Statlander told her to back off and let her make her own decisions because she's not... The one who is always wanting to score pins. Velvet said that they should all get on the same page. And they need to if they are going to have any chance on Friday. So uh, women are getting involved, Jesse. We got uh, Layla Hirsch getting involved here. Red Velvet. Nice to see Red Velvet back on TV. Nothing more than uh, a nice showcase here for the ladies of AEW on Rampage. I I am a huge Chris Statlander, Mark. Um. I love Red Velvet and her progress and where she is compared to where she started. She still has a little way to go. I don't think that's her fault. It's just that she was not featured as much anymore. Um, there was no storyline for. Yep. Let's talk about Layla Hirsch. <laughs> Got to work on that promo, bro. 
bro, man, not even just the promo. It's just when she did the 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 no handshake turn on Statlander a couple of weeks ago. It didn't look like she believed it. I mean, she's just kind of smirking and just kind of just nonchalant. And then, yeah, in the promo tonight, it's just not believable. No. I mean, she is great in the ring, but my God, I mean, I don't know if acting lessons are needed here, but I mean, she just gives her car, she gives her whole hand away in her face and her reactions and that grin. And she just sounds so cringe and, and unbelievable. So why is it difficult? Why is it difficult for somebody to cut a promo? Like, just be I mean, yourself. It's not, it's not easy, man. I can see that. It's not, it's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy. Just do it. I mean, if, if you just be yourself and you're not an extrovert, if you're not an outgoing person, you're not naturally charismatic, then that's not going to help you. You know, it's tough, man. I, mean, I get it. I get she may be nervous. Maybe she doesn't have uh, enough yeah. uh, enough guidance, but she's been in the business long enough, man. She's been on AEW television long enough to know who she is and what she's about. She's got to cut a better promo. Yeah, maybe she's just not turned out to be a heel. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Statlander cut a decent promo. I mean, Red Velvet, I mean, she was there, just kind of being the middle woman there, but. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's just, I, I just, I don't believe that Layla Hirsch believes she's saying it. And then she, I don't believe she believes it. Why would I believe? Oh, listen, they got a six woman tag. We'll see what happens on uh, on Friday. Friday's Rampage is looking like this. Adam Culver, Tramperetta, Statlander, Velvet, and Hirsch versus the Bunny, Penelope Ford, and Nyla Rose. Sean Spears versus Andrew Everett. Or Everett. And Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus John Silver and Alex Reynolds for the AW Tag Team titles. Then Dynamite next week. Cassidy and Statlander versus Bay Bay and DMD. Spears versus Punk. Deep versus Sky Blue. Sting and Darby versus The Acclaimed. And the return of Cody Rhodes. So he is back next week. So we uh, are looking at uh, our boy Cody getting his TNT title back uh, slowly but surely. Yeah, and they came out and said that there's going to be unification match somewhere along the road, whoever the champion is. So Give me a ladder match. Should be a ladder match. I, I, I guess this was where he was going with it. When Tony Khan booked this interim champion thing. Yeah. Well, 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 to, to get back to a title versus, I mean, but I mean. Well, with, with, with how, how much of a fan Tony Khan is, I think he, I think he's looking at this, uh, like I mentioned on the Battle of the Belts post show that we did. Um, Shawn Michaels, HBK versus Ray's Ramon-esque yeah. type of thing here. I, I could see that. Um, and I, the, di- the dynamic that Cody's bringing to the table is going to help Sammy get over even more. Um, I'm just worried about the outcome because Sammy already lost to the guy. Yeah. He already lost his title to the guy. So, and I don't think it's a good, I don't, I don't want to put the title back on Sammy. I'd rather keep it on heel Cody, to be honest. Me too. I don't know, man. This interim, this interim thing really didn't need to happen. It, it really yeah. didn't. You know, I, you know. Again, we said trust, trust the process. Tony Khan really does it hasn't let us down. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I don't really want Sammy Guevara to be recognized as a two time TNT champion and then give it right back to Cody Rhodes. It, it's silly. It really is silly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, that is what's coming up on the next couple of uh, AEW shows: Friday's Rampage and then Dynamite. Next week, uh, Shivani interviewed Hardy, Matt Hardy, and Private Party. Hardy says he's upset and something has to change. Andrade El Idolo walked up to him and said he's a businessman. He asked Matt if he loves money. Hardy says, I love money, and I'm very intrigued by what you have to say. He says he doesn't want to talk in front of the world, though. He invited him to his office, and Private Party seemed a little thrown off here. 
So, uh, Jesse, you told me, and I think you put it uh, quite perfectly. Seems like AEW doesn't know where they want to put Andrade or what to do with Andrade at this current time. They don't know. They don't know. They're trying different things. They don't know what to do with him. The guy came out with Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. Then they, 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 I mean, he's had like, I don't know how many different managers and weird faction startups and then few changes in the middle of stuff. I don't think they really know what they want to do with him. I think they're trying to figure it out. And I'm happy they're trying to figure it out. But I mean, what was the plan? I don't know. I mean, what was the plan? I mean, it, maybe the plan fell through. I know it involved Pac. I know it involved Pack, and he's having trouble getting consistently. So maybe that's the problem. Maybe Andrade should be a lot higher in the card, man. This guy's a main event guy. I mean, put him on fucking right. TV. Put him in a put him put him in the ring. <laughs> I agree. Who's his Who's his manager? He's with who is Jose? This his name is Jose. He's he sucks at his job. You want to know why? Because every time I see Andrade, Andrade's talking and not Jose. What the fuck do I need Jose for? Now? I don't know. That's a good point. I didn't even. I, I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> what do I need him for? I mean, listen, give me somebody who can talk and get Andrade's point across. L- listen, in a, in bro, a you, 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 way or you, get rid of this guy. You think you think time has passed enough since the Ric Flair fucking airplane uh, goddamn episode that aired on Dark Side of the Ring? You think enough time has has passed where Tony Khan is thinking, let's bring in Ric Flair for Andrade? That would really get him over, I think. But two things. I don't think Ric Flair coming in would get him over by himself, first off. But second off, the it would the thing with Ric Flair happened, what, 25, 30 years ago? Yeah. And they're still giving him heat for it just because it just came out. I don't think the fans forgot that quick. It should be it'll, it'll get resurfaced and drug back to the top all over again. Uh. I don't think Ric Flair is the key or needed to get somebody like Andrade over. I mean, the guy speaks for himself. Just get him a mouthpiece. Well, you know, if uh, if uh, Zelina didn't sell out over there. <laughs> yeah, <until laughs> Zelina would have been fantastic you know. with him. I mean, but what the fuck do I know? I'm only being negative. And I'll be honest, bro. I mean, I was appreciating the pairing with Vicky Guerrero. I think Vicky would be better served taking care of Andrade than Nyla Rose. I don't know, man. Andrade just needs to be in the fucking ring. Seriously. Let's get him he in a TNT title program, man. Something. Yes. Come on. Anyway, speaking of the TNT title, we got yes. uh, Sammy Guevara with Chris Jericho out there against Daniel Garcia. Kingston also came down to ringside. David Crockett was once again there to present the interim TNT championship. This has been a thing on the last couple of weeks, uh, AEW television. They went at each other right away. Garcia dropped Guevara with a right hand. Big kick. Guevara was returning the favor. They traded slaps before Guevara sent Garcia to the floor, landed a great-looking dive to the outside, hit the barricade on his way down. Back in the ring, Garcia caught Guevara with a backbreaker, took control. Cradle allowed Guevara to even the odds here with a pump kick. Garcia blocked the go-to-hell, applied a scorpion deathlock, wrenched it in really, really deep, uh, but Guevara escaped. Another exchange between the two, Garcia locked on a sleeper hold and used a backbreaker. He then hit a straight pile driver for a near fall. 2.0 arrived, attacked Jericho on the outside. They also went after Eddie Kingston. Guevara went for the GTH and eventually hit it after a distraction uh, by 2.0. The the 2.0 interference here and the distraction and this attempt at a distraction, I should say, from 2.0 was enough for Guevara to retain the TNT title uh, this is when uh, Garcia rolled up Sammy for a two. Sammy then shoved a charging Garcia into Matt Lee, who jumped on the ring apron, and Sammy hit the go-to-hell for the win. 
He retains the TNT title. Uh, after the match was over, we got Crocker presenting Guevara with the belt. 2.0 attack Sammy. Jericho and Kingston made the save. Jericho bashed Parker with Floyd, his baseball bat. Kingston then shoved Jericho. The referee stepped in between them. Kingston accused Jericho of being selfish, and the show went off the air. Looks like we're getting a Jericho versus Eddie Kingston match at some point, probably saved for Revolution. But, um, you know, it, it was uh, it was a thrown-together main event, Jesse, that uh, came together on, on Battle of the Belts. Not really anything behind it. Guevara got a token title, uh, you know, retention here, defended the interim title. Before Cody Rhodes comes back and makes a big a big deal that that is his championship, uh, but Daniel Garcia, man, main eventing uh, AEW Dynamite. Uh, you said it in a text to me. Uh, give this guy two, three, four years, and the way he is right now, he's fantastic. Uh, he'll be main eventing hopefully at a bigger level, and more fans will catch on to Daniel Garcia because I, I think there's a large majority of the audience, bro, that doesn't really appreciate his type of style. Yeah, dude. If if you if you have not noticed how good. Daniel Garcia is, then you are not paying attention. No. He is very, very crisp in the ring. And give this that when they told me he was only wrestling for four years, I was highly impressed with what I saw. Because I say, give this guy, like you said, another four or five years, let him get a little size to him, a little bulk, let him change up that look a little bit. Let him work on that look. Um, I heard him speak. It's not terrible. No, we can make that work. Um, Change up the, the change up the generic look a little bit. He just a wrestler comes out with knee pads and a towel. Just change it up a little bit. Not right now. Not suddenly. Just over the course of the next few years, bulk up a little bit. Not crazy, but a little bit. I think Danny Garcia is a major main event player in about five years. I agree. I think he is a great wrestler, um, and we will see a lot out of him. And obviously, they uh, they signed him. They believe in him. They put him in these in these spots and. You know, he's obviously doing his thing. Uh, you know, for people in the chat that say the show sucked, man, I mean, I, the show did not suck, okay? There was a lot to like about the show. Obviously, Jesse and I are, are, are giving our criticisms of what we don't like when the time calls for it. But if this show sucks, honestly, <laughs> what, 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 what do you think of Monday night is what I want to know. You guys are fickle. I mean, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. If tonight's show sucks, what do you think of Friday night where there's yeah. nothing? Yeah, I don't get you, people. Does, the show does not suck. Guys, not every Wednesday is going to be a blockbuster debut, knockdown, dragout, Iron Man match. It just can be a week of progressing yes. storylines and decent wrestling, and which you, is what we got. Yes, and do you want to know why their last pay-per-view was in the middle uh, was in the middle of November? Their next pay-per-view is until March 6th. Look at all the time in between. You want Tony Khan to give you a fucking rock and roll 10 out of 10 pay-per-view every week on dynamite he's got shit to build up because that's how they make their money storylines long-term booking when revolution comes from top to bottom it's going to be a star-studded night that's what he's aiming yeah. for that's what he that's what he's doing to make money for the company those pay-per-views yeah. this is this is when i started to realize how good garcia was in the ring when tonight's match was going on and I was highly interested in watching the match and trying to see what's going on and watching Garcia wrestle when there's no build here, nothing exciting. And I knew he wasn't going to win. No, but I was still interested in seeing what was going on. Like, why is this guy in the main event? Why yeah. is he here? So I started watching the wrestle. I'm like, this is why this guy's in the main event. He's fucking awesome at what he does. Uh, listen, man, you guys, uh, you guys are very fickle. Like Jesse said, man, long-term booking <laughs> is the key. You, uh, from what, from what I'm seeing, 
I guess you guys want Tony Khan to go the Bruce the Bruce Pritchard route of short term booking, right? Give me a break. Come on. Never satisfied with anything, man. You guys are uh, fucking ridiculous. Anyway, I appreciate you guys hanging out here Wednesday night with us here for AW Dynamite and the post show live. On off the script, we're about to get into the Super Jazz. But once again, man, thank you guys very much. Continue to hit that thumbs up. There is 882 likes, man. Minimum 1,000 needs to be reached. So make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button if you guys have not done so. Well on our way to 131,000 subscribers. And make sure you guys get those Super Chats in. We're going to hang out and read through all of them right now. So let's start at the top. We got Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. TD Garden. MSG American Airlines Arena full gear. I don't. What, what do you mean there? Full gear. Are we having full gear what? in MSG now, Joseph? Is that where it is? I, I don't know. Nobody, nobody knows where full gear is going to take place. They they usually announce that the month prior. Heidi Hoffman with a nine ninety nine super chat after tonight having Warlow absolutely handle Punk and MJF, causing him the loss. I think they might be leading to Warlow turning on MJF and costing him a victory against Punk. No. No, I don't think that's uh, that's the right direction there at all. MJF needs to defeat CM Punk clean. Clean. Or maybe they drag it out. Maybe this is a two-pay-per-view feud. I don't know. We rarely get those in AEW. It seems like it's already been extended. Yeah. I mean, for quite some time without having the match. So having the match and then building to another match seems like it's going to be dragging it. Yeah, and yeah. Punk, you, Punk needs to move on to other things. Yeah, you got to be careful. You don't want it to linger too long. Then people are going to, you know, uh, hang on to that and then forget about all the great that they've done so far. Yeah. $20 Super Chat by Phil. Tonight's Dynamite was great. We saw the debut of Brody King, and I can't wait to see where it goes. Let's sit back and enjoy the show. Yesterday was my 24th birthday. What food and drink would you recommend? Cheers, JD and Jesse. Well, everybody in the in the chat... Let's give those birthday cake emojis to Phil, who turned 24. Uh, Brody King and Malachi, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see where they go. And what would I recommend, bro? Listen, for my 24th birthday, man, I don't even remember what I did. But I'm going to tell you, I love a good filet mignon, man, with a nice cherry balsamic reduction. And a nice old-fashioned with Knob Creek whiskey. Love it. You are such a fucking hipster, man. Listen, man, shut your fucking mouth, all right? Jesus. Heidi with uh, two super chats, two $5 super chats. Uh, sorry about the typos. Shits and autocorrect happens. Hope you had a good night off with friends. Thank you, Heidi. Uh, Phil gave props to Jesse. We need more Jesse. He is awesome beside you. Thank you, Heidi. Uh, speak, you, speak, speaking it. of Jesse, uh, l- listen, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention this once, and I'm going to mention it only one more time. Edgar in the chat. I love you, brother. Listen, you've done so much in the chat, bro. You're a VIP here. You're a fucking mod. I am telling you, I would appreciate that you don't rag on Jesse the way that you do. Jesse said nothing or or has done nothing to you. Can you please limit the Jesse bashing for whatever reason? We're not doing a a wrestling angle here, bro. If you have any problems with Jesse, take it up with him via email and you discuss what you got to discuss between you two. Don't bring it into the chat because I want Jesse's time on the podcast to be about us discussing pro wrestling and AEW. Simple. So no more bullshit, man, please. Thank you. Um, Who do we got here? Uh, Michelle Moran with a $5 super chat. Punk was a beast tonight, taking those power bombs with Eddie, mixing it up with Jericho. I feel Moxley's return is imminent. 
to join Eddie against IC. Who is IC? Well, you mean JC? Uh, who do you mean? Who's IC? I don't know. I don't know who you mean, Michelle. I see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let us know uh, who you mean. Uh, Jesus with two nine ninety nine super chats. Haven't been able to send a super chat due to me getting a new job in the holidays, but I'm also supporting the podcast. I see amazing things happening at AW this year. Enjoy your night, guys. He says also El Idolo better be carrying some gold this year. I think he will. And I uh, I appreciate you, Jesus. Thank you so much, and good luck on that new job, bro. Good luck on that new job. Edgar says, Jesse kills the vibe. Boring as hell. Bro, listen, that's your personal opinion, man. Jesse's not going anywhere. <laughs> Jesse's not going anywhere, man. So you might as well live with it. Just like we live with fucking Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon ruining NXT, man. Just live with it. Jesus, thank you, man. Um, I'm Jim Bolin with a three-month re-up. Thank you so much, bro. Finding this channel reignited my love for pro wrestling, so thank you, JD. As always, Here's to keeping my VIP seat in the venue. Thank you, Ballin. Love to see you uh, and the commitment to the VIP section. Uh, Tyler B. with a 499 Super Chat. JD, I'm going to miss the show tonight due to work. I'll be watching tomorrow. Just wanted to stop by and show my support. OTS for life. Thank you, Tyler B. In and out of the abyss with a $5 Super Chat. I started watching. I just started watching AEW. Was it only an hour long tonight? No, it was two hours, bro. Why would it be only an hour long? Come on now. TBS, bro. Remember, TBS, not TNT. CC Steven with a $10 super chat. Everybody in the chat, shut your fucking mouth and stop cursing Edgar and tell him to fuck off, man. I don't want a fucking war of words here. It's not nah, a fucking angle. Keep doing it. No, keep doing it. Keep doing it. <laughs> keep doing oh. it, man. I'm, I'm tired of being nice for you, bro. You got to do something. Edgar. Professional, man. Stop. I'm done, bro. I'm done. I'm done, man. I'm done. Uh, CC Steven, thank you. Um, Hi, JD. Thank you for everything you do. You're an inspiration to future entrepreneurs like myself. P.S. I find it laughable that WWE wants Wardlow. That EC3, Stroman, Keith Lee, and Cross and fired them all. Yeah. Now they want Wardlow, bro. They want to put the mask that they put on Cross on Wardlow. Um... Jay Coyle with a UK $5 Super Chat. Let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, 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 man. Uh, I got uh, the blessing of Werewolves. They reached out to me on Instagram. They showed me this song. I didn't know they covered that song. And uh, they gave me the blessing to use it on the show. So make sure you guys go and uh, follow Werewolves, man. They're on Spotify. They also got a new album out that, that, that they just released last year. So go and check them out. Really, really cool band. Um, uh, D Bastardo with a $5 Super Chat. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for the five. Uh, we got NXT Jade told to stay in a corner because her wrestling was so bad in a triple threat. Dynamite is missing something. JD is mad. What up, Jess? OTS is truth. Why am I mad? What am I mad about? And Jade is very, very green, man. Jade is very green. That's Cora Jade, by the way, not Jade Cargill. Even though she's green too. Uh, Aces Adventures with a five month re up. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the commitment. JD, happy new year. Dynamite was great. I felt like AW is a tad chaotic at times, but I definitely noticed improvements in TK structure. Tonight's show had a great flow, man. Tonight's show had a great flow. 
Uh, KMG with a $10 super chat. Hey, JD, decent dynamite tonight. Wardlow is a star and is thankful in AW, I believe. On an unrelated note, where is the only person I care about on Tuesday nights? Give me Gigi or give me death. Uh, yeah, man, Gigi's pretty hot, yeah. But NXT's dead, man. I'm not, Bruce Pritchard is now uh, is now in charge of NXT. Everybody now reports to Bruce Pritchard. But I thought Shawn Michaels was in charge. Says the geeks online. Raging Texas with a 99 cent super chat. Thank you, bro. Um, Raging Girl Gamer with a $50 super chat. Love you guys. JD, I'm sorry I can't be here every stream. I mean, your streams and the people here help me a lot with my depression. I know I troll a lot, but I care about everyone here. Just always know that. Love you, Jesse. Thank you, Rage. We love you, too. You don't have to be here every stream. You take care of you, and you take care of your mother. What is going on? Edgar, you're going to make me take your wrench, bro. Edgar, am I going to have to take your wrench? I'm, I'm shutting the music off. Jesse loves Warriors, man. Uh, listen, Edgar, am I going to have to take your wrench? Seriously. I don't want to have to do that live on stream, bro. You've done so much for the show, and you've donated a ton of money to the show, man. I don't want, I don't want to take your wrench. Can you please cut the shit out? I'm not about to fucking have my partner here on Wednesdays who loves doing the show, and I love having him here, not want to do the show because he's being berated by the fucking mods in the chat. I'm not doing it, bro. I'll give the wrench to somebody else. It's as simple as that. Don't let me do it. I make people mods because they've done so much for me, man. Don't let me regret that. There's a certain level of trust. I don't give wrenches to anybody, man. I'm not fucking JD of seven years ago. I was going to make the whole fucking chat a, a wrench. Nobody's getting the fucking wrench. Stop asking me for the fucking wrench. Just cut this shit out. And leave Jesse alone, please. I don't want any problems here. All right, moving on. Dan Hacker with a 999 Super Chat. JD and Jesse, I uh, am I crazy for feeling like Will Wardlow is diesel to MJF Shawn Michaels in terms of who is more over and in the long-term booking plans of TK? Uh, I could see that comparison, man. But that's uh, that's a tired comparison, bro. Everybody, like every every uh, every guy, like uh, like uh, an MJF, and you got a big muscle guy like like Wardlow, man. It's the comparison to Shawn Michaels and the diesel. Because he did. Edgar, he doesn't treat the mods like crap, bro. He doesn't treat the mods like crap, bro. Stop. I I mean, I'll ask you right now, Edgar, do you want the wrench? Uh, Edgar, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have to take your wrench, bro, for the time being, man. Re- email me, please. Email me. Just email me, bro. Let me know what the fucking problem. I have no idea what the fuck's going on, man. I come on here to do the goddamn show, and and and, and shit like this ruins my fucking mood, man. Man, really. I'll take everybody's fucking wrench. I don't give a fuck. I don't know what I did or what Jesse did or, or what the show did, bro. Y- y- you know. I want you here, but, you know.
Jesse, what, what? Yeah, JD, he does. When you give us credit, he shuts you down. Bro, Jesse, Jesse. What the fuck is he talking about? I don't know. Listen, Edgar, you're ruining my fucking music mood here, bro. Um, Edgar, Jesse, you, you got to know Jesse like I know Jesse. He's, he just killed the whole fucking show. Move on with the super chats, bro. Let's go. Listen, Let's go. Yeah. All right. Let's go, man. Edgar, come on, bro. Let's go. Uh, Dan Hackett, yeah, uh, I see the comparison, man. I see the comparison. Heidi with a four ninety nine super chat. Jesse, thoughts on the embarrassing women's rumble from a fellow Chicago Chicagoian? Thoughts on the Royal Rumble? There's no Royal Rumble in AEW. Thoughts on the women's Royal Rumble in WWE? I don't watch WWE. Jesse doesn't watch WWE, Heidi. There you go. <laughs> I do. I do not watch. I'm sorry. I, I do not watch. I mean, I've heard, I've heard some, you know, the stuff about Mickey going in and stuff like that. I don't watch it enough to be like, this won't work or this shouldn't work. I have no idea what they're doing. I don't watch it enough. I have no idea. Uh, Edder with a four dollar super chat. What do you think of the feud of Sheeta and Deeb? I think it's fantastic. It's probably the best women's feud in all of AW right now. Uh, Jay Coyle with a five dollar UK super chat. Thunder Rose have been trending with Chris Cyborg. Jesse better hide. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Diablo Stackola with a $5 super chat. Hey, Jesse, you should come to the South Bend. Me and the boys can offer you protection against Thunder Rosa. No, you can't. No, you can't. I'm her, dude. No, no, no. Nobody, nobody's going to be able to protect Jesse from Thunder Rosa. Nobody. She's fucking crazy. I'm going to, I'm going to Dynamite on the second, though. So maybe, maybe we can squash this out, me and Thunder. <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, DSG Goodbar becomes a new member. Thank you, brother. What are you drinking? First round's on me, man. Heidi Hoffman with a 999 Super Chat. JD, we love you, but Jesse speaks the truth always. Roll up pins are a women's thing. Not cool when men do this, even when it is a giant superstar like Punk. Not sorry. Yeah, I agree. I, don't, I didn't like it. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing on the planet. I just would have done something different. No. Uh, Frank Sand with a Canadian Fight All Super Jet. JD's the IWC Messiah. Thank you, friend. Uh, Frank. Um, better than the OG Bruce Blitz. Who? Also, fuck that Damien Sandell looking piece of shit known, known as Ryan Satin. Yeah, he, he needs uh, he needs a new barber. His podcasts on Fox uh, do nothing on their YouTube channel, man. Nobody gives a fuck. Because he's Ryan Satin. He's a fucking... Uh, He's a white knight loser. Johnny Georgia with a $2 super chat. LOL, Cody got his table fire spot from Go Big Show. Is that true? Wouldn't be surprised about that. I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, Heidi with a $4.99 super chat. I hear WWE wants Warlow. Go for it if you want to be Ryback 2.0. They can't fuck this guy. Can you imagine that? Warlow becoming the new Ryback. They, they tried to push right back, but he just wasn't that good in the ring. No. Wardlow was good. Francis Loop with a $5 Super Chat. If TNT can have Shaq on Dynamite, can't TBS have John Cena appear on Dynamite since he's contracted to TBS with the show Wipeout? No. It's the same damn company. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But no, John Cena is not going to show up on AEW television. No. 
Heidi with another 499 Super Chat. Why doesn't WWE think MJF is trolling them? I would be shocked beyond belief if he actually went to WWE. He has to know they will ruin him. Uh, MJF is going nowhere. Heidi. Because Vince is a 70-year-old man who believes this shit. Yeah. All is inglorious with a five-dollar Super Chat. Can someone please explain why Jay White hasn't been on Dynamite yet? He's been wasted on Impact again. Dude is too good for that. Great stream. Uh, why is Jay White going to be on television with all the other talents, top-tier talents, that are not getting opportunities? Oz. Jay White would not fit on AEW television. We need to make him fit in some way, if that's the case. Jay White showed up on Impact? I guess so. I don't know. He's still in the United States. He wasn't on. He wasn't featured on Wrestle Kingdom. Because I of New, the, I heard New Japan kind of stifled his, his momentum. Well, I heard he wasn't on Wrestle Kingdom because of the pandemic and the travel restrictions. So he had to stay in the States and he's staying in the States until further notice. Was he in the G1? He was in the G1. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Christian Shea with a 499 Super Chat follows it up with a 999 Super Chat. Braves are going to win the World Series this year. Yeah, if there's a season. Let's get Freddie Freeman back as well. I don't think they repeat. Very difficult to repeat. Uh, Martin Dor- Dordan with a 499 Super Chat. JD, how can you live in New York City and not be a Mets fan? AEW rules everywhere. Because the Mets suck. Yes, he's a Yankees fan like me, bro. Okay, I'm not, the Yankees suck too. <laughs> Johnny Jawa with a jaw uh, jaw with a two dollar Super Chat. Y2J needs new insults. Fathead Marvez, M. Lee, Dan L. Jericho can insult whoever he wants, however he wants, bro. Brandon James Shea with a $10 Super Chat. AEW is the best show. Now I like CM Punk and Adam Cole. Who doesn't? Also, he says, Cody Rhodes will be back next week with a $7 Super Chat. Thank you, Brandon. Alejandro with a 10000 in Chilean pesos. Hi, JD and Jesse. I want to honor the memory of a man who passed away in 2015. He spoke the truth in soccer like you do in pro wrestling. His birthday is today, January 13th. The guru, Eduardo Bon Valet. God bless his soul. Alejandro, thank you for your generosity tonight, man. And thoughts and prayers go out to Eduardo's family and friends. Nick Crispino with a $5 Super Chat. Sheeta and Deeb should be like Cesaro and Sheamus in that seven-match series. Let them work together for a while. Lights out coming, bro. Lights out. Christian Shea with a $49.99 Super Chat. Thank you, brother. AEW for life. It's a lot of money there, Christian. I appreciate you, brother. Happy to have you in the venue. Brandon James Shea with an $8 Super Chat. Who is the top 10 wrestler to join AEW? The what? I don't know what you mean by that, man. Who is the top 10 wrestlers to join AEW? I don't think AEW needs 10 more wrestlers. Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, Bray Wyatt, Ember Moon, Tegan Knox, and Tony Storm. Meanwhile, you shuffle out all the year ones that we don't need anymore and make way for the new talent. Drew Gilmore with a $5 Super Chat. Hey, guys, sorry I haven't been on. Got swamped with my Christmas parade. Got a 12-hour shift starting at 5.45 a.m. Wanted to pop in and give my support. Drew, I don't envy you at all, bro. 5.45? You don't want to look at me at 5.45 in the morning, man. Ridiculous. I don't think there's enough coffee there to keep me awake. Thank you, bro. Uh, Martin Dordan with 499 Super Chat. Jesse, do you make reviews of Dark and Elevation? I want to see that. 
Yesterday, I start to see Dark destroying NXT in one to two years. Hey, man, join my channel. It's, in the, it's pinned at the top of the comment section, bro. Uh, Issa in the chat. Good evening, Issa. Oh, Jesus Christ. I apologize greatly to Issa. I could not make her live stream party last night. I was uh, out drinking beer. <sighs> Issa, I will make it up to you. You know I will. Don't make anything up to her. She showed up at the end of the stream. She did not work at all tonight in the fucking venue, did she? Listen, man, maybe it maybe it was a good thing I didn't uh, I didn't get on there. Sap was on there. Oh boy. Yeah. Well listen, FOMO was on there too, so I could I should have showed up, man. I uh I beat myself in the head with that one, you know? Hey, maybe next time. Um Raging Girl Gamer with a 1999 Super Chat. Please pray for my mom. She's getting sicker and I'm getting tired. I'm sorry for throwing my problems here, but I consider y'all family just sitting here wondering if I should be here anymore. Rage, shut oh, your fucking mouth with that sorry. shit. Shut your mouth with that shit, all right? Please, we we please. love you. We need you here, man. Okay? Please, let us know. Keep us informed, please. Yeah. Everybody throw the prayer emojis up for Rage's mother. Uh, Christian Shea with a 1999 super chat. CM Punk is better than everyone on the Monday Night Raw roster. Is he? Who is? CM Punk. He's what? He's better than everybody on the Monday Night Raw roster. Uh, let me ask Bruce. Is Roman on Raw? No. Okay, then yeah, I'll take that. Sure, I agree. Magician Sapphire with a $10 super chat. I think Ric Flair scandal derailed the plans for Andrade if they pair him with Matt as his mouthpiece, but keep the spotlight solely on Andrade and make him TNT champion soon. That can write him. Now, Matt Hardy doesn't need Andrade, and Andrade doesn't need Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy so, did tease Hardy. Jeff Hardy coming in, though. I'm just so... I'm, so, I'm just dumb with that. I am. Exotic Gaming with a 99-cent super chat. Bro, put it in the tip jar, bro. Issa could use it when she comes back to the venue. Uh, MGM Bowling with a 499 Super Chat. I think Edgar is Team Sour Cream on Tacos. Haha. Clearly. Christian Shea with another 999 Super Chat. Shout out to Christian tonight, man. He's uh, coming through with the Super Chats in big, big ways. Team Jesse for life, says Christian. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Ace Productions with a 199 Super Chat. JD, can I get a Wee-hee! And these refs gotta go, man. Yeah, these refs gotta grow a brain on AEW television. I agree. Uh, Oz and Glorious with a $5 super chat. Love you, Jesse. Despite your questionable tacos, give me Brody King versus the Butcher. Jinder Mahal, he says. Christian Shea with a $49.99 super chat. Jesse fan for life, man. Christian coming in big time here, bro. Oh, much appreciated, man. He also says with another 999 Super Chat, WWE is trash, and why do people go there every Monday night to see rematch after rematch? I don't know, man. That's a good question. These people need to be examined. People legitimately thought Monday Night Raw Monday was a great show. Where? <laughs> Shakoy! Re-upping the membership to three months. Thank you, Shakoy. We should not disrespect each other. We come here on this podcast to have fun and interact with others. So stop disrespecting each other. OTS for life. 
Yes, I agree, Shakoy. Lesson learned. Uh, Wool Hat Demon with a $5 super chat. I have a strange feeling that Britt Baker might get the Tessa Blanchard treatment and go after the AW World Championship at the next pay-per-view. No. No. Come on, bro. What, what, what do you think this is? Impact Wrestling? No. <laughs> Why would Tony Khan take a creative decision like that from Impact? Give me a break. God. And Rage with a 9.99 Super Chat. I like how JD says you don't want to see him at 5.45 in the morning. I mean, he looks the same. You need sleep, brother. I'm tired of the tweets at 3 a.m. in the morning. Rest, please. Bro, I don't sleep. I'm a fucking night owl, man. I can't get any rest. It's very difficult for me to fall asleep. I don't sleep because I have kids. That's your fucking excuse. Yeah, man, your kids are of age where they, where they, I mean, how old are they? My kids are 12 and 6 and 6, but they what? take so much fucking out of me during the day that when they go to bed at night, it's time for me to get a chance to relax and everything else. So I do that. But then by the time I fall asleep and get back up in the morning, I realize I didn't sleep that much. And I'm back to dealing with them again. They're back in school now, though, so it's all good. Well, how many hours of sleep do you get uh, per night? On the average? Yeah. Ooh, probably about... I would say about four to five. Jeez, you're just like me then. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. Man, it sucks, man. The cycle, the cycle is so vicious. I go to sleep at three, four o'clock in the morning, and then I, I wake up at like ten. Yeah, yeah. I put them in the bed, and it's like, oh man, now I can watch my R-rated TV shows and play these games uninterrupted. Never all that bullshit. Then before I look at it, I'm like, shit, it's late. I gotta go to bed. I go to bed and wake up and rinse and repeat. Yeah. Uh, listen, guys, uh, I am about to get out of here. I am. I'm about to get out of here. Jesse's about to get out of here. Go do what he's got to do. I appreciate you guys joining us for uh, the podcast. You in the fucking trunk again? Yeah, man, you're in the trunk, man. Jesus. You know, listen. You got uh, Veer Mahan back there, and you got uh, Mickey James Trash Bag, bro. I got to deliver I gotta deliver it to St. Louis. Oh, you know, because that Royal Rumble is going to be pure dog shit. Um Ugh. But listen, guys, I appreciate you joining. Sorry about the little uh, problem in the chat before. I didn't mean to stop the stream, but uh, it pisses me off when people don't get along here because this is not the venue to do that. No pun intended. I want everybody to get along, and we all uh, have a great community here. So I don't know why somebody has to throw a, uh, a wrench into ruining that for everybody, man. So hopefully things can be worked out and uh, things can get back on the same page here, but... Follow us on social media, man, at JD from NY from 206, uh, at JD from NY 206 on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow Jesse as well on Instagram. Go follow Jesse's new YouTube channel. Make sure you guys go to Fight TV and check out Who Runs the World, Girls, House of Glory, Friday. I'll be on call with Solomonster. Calling that pay-per-view on Fight TV. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000 minimum. Hit that subscribe button, turn on the bell for notifications, and make sure you guys go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Ton of content there for everybody to go check out. Guys, you know what time it is, man. That guitar solo is coming up, so before that happens, I need two things, man. Number one, I need those guitar emojis in the chat, and if my VIPs got them, I need those Mustang emojis present in the chat. And number two, when that guitar solo comes on, I need that music on Max. I'll see you guys tomorrow, probably with some extra. And then I'll see you guys back Friday with more content here on Off The Script. Until then, guys, take care, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. 
with more OTS.